Hello, hello, everyone's back for another episode of It's Tempting Pod with Casey and Erin. Oh, lordy. Okay, this is literally the bonfire fire heard around the world. (laughs) The bonfire of all bonfires. This is what made Temptation Island. Yo, (laughs) I, I just have a really big announcement, everyone, and I'm fucking stoked. I watched... The whole thing, start to finish, didn't close my eyes, didn't cringe, didn't nothing. And honestly, it was a piece of fucking cake. Yeah. I'm so fucking stoked. I feel so good. I'm like happy. I'm like excited to talk about this. This is not what I expected. Well, yeah, because I feel like we were going into it like a little nervous. Like we both were. Like I was personally like, I don't know how I don't want to say I don't know how Casey's gonna handle it, but I was like, you have to relive. That a really traumatic moment. Life. Exactly, exactly. And even though it's been a couple years now, it still brings back or it can bring back those emotions. So yeah. I was a little nervous. Honestly, guys, like I went into today thinking they're gonna have to record we another day. Yes, I really did. And I was like, okay, with that, I was I was very supportive, but I just genuinely was like, oh, I feel like this is gonna be a tough, yeah, a tough episode to recap, but you killed it. No, I like, honestly, I'm almost like I could get emotional talking about how okay I am with it. When I was watching it, it really hit me like, because I don't know, like sometimes like I read, like I don't really care about what haters say at all, but sometimes like there will be someone in the comments or on Reddit where they're like, she's just stuck and like she's stuck in Temptation Island world and her life is never going to change. But watching this, I was like, holy fuck. Like, yeah. I have a new life. Like, that is not my life anymore. Like, there's a new plot. There's new characters. There's a new me. Like, yeah. I did it. I fucking made it. Like, I don't even recognize yeah. that story and that girl. Like, it really hit me that I have a whole new life. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's wild. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, it's like, yeah, Temptation Island, like, was a huge part of your life. But, like, it's not, it doesn't define you. No. It used to. Like, you're completely different person and you've grown so much and it's yeah like like I I don't it's unrecognizable so yeah dude you guys I really am like shook how okay I was not expecting to be this good and I'm like stoked to talk about it I'm stoked like I really I'm just proud of myself man I just yeah (laughs) I'm like really happy (laughs) you should be this is exciting no and like We have a lot. We have a lot to go over. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to say. So a few things before we get started. We don't have like, we don't have anything else that we need to talk about before we start. Okay. So a few things that I want to say. So number one, Aaron and I were talking before we started recording this episode. As we were writing our notes, we realized this is going to be a fucking long episode. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Absolutely. Because, yeah, it's weird for me because I'm, like, recapping myself. But I, like, if it was another couple that had this exact same bonfire, the episode would still be the same length. Like, it took up the majority of the episode. A lot of shit happened. A lot was said. So we have a lot of notes. Exactly. I mean, literally three-fourths of the episode was your bonfire. bonfire. Yeah. So it's, you know, like you said, it took up majority of the episode and – not only are we answering, we're going to answer fans' questions, but also, like, I have questions. Like, we have so much behind the scenes to talk about because, yeah. again, as much as I need to still watch your YouTube, I feel like this is, like, a great, like, advantage yeah. because yeah. I am asking you questions that a lot of people don't know. 
Mm-hmm. that I myself don't know. You know what I mean? Plus also when I filmed those YouTube videos, I filmed those YouTube videos kind of at a time that I didn't want to. I felt kind of forced to film them because Morgan had filmed all of her YouTube videos and she dropped some really fucking big bombs. And I was getting a lot of questions and a lot of like people wanted answers. And I was kind of put in a position where I had no choice but to tell my story because a lot of people were trying to tell my story for me. Mm. So I was still at a point in my life, like my hair was still black. I was still going through some shit. It was like COVID. I was like, quote unquote, friends with Morgan, who I don't fuck with now today. Mm. So I wasn't the person I am today. I was like halfway through some shit. So today is like the real deal. Close the chapter. We're going to get get through it all today oh and then gosh. on to the new life tomorrow. <laughs> I just think it's so crazy that like we created It's Tempting with like the sole premise to like recap your season, like the season that started it all. And we are yeah. at the end. Like this is, I know. you know, like this bonfire made history for Temptation Island. And I feel like it was the reason other seasons were created. I know, but it's just dude. so wild to think that when you and I started talking about like making a podcast and like developing ideas and trying to figure out a timeline and the episodes we're going to break down and stuff, like I just never thought, I mean, I knew we'd get here, but the fact that we're here right now. The fact now, we're here is crazy. <laughs> like, like we're about to close season one, like the season that started it all. And it's just like mind blowing. Yeah, I'm stoked. So that's what I wanted to say is this is going to be a long episode. So this part one is going to be we're going to finish up Katie and John. We're going to recap mine and Evan's bonfire, Morgan and Evan getting reunited. And then we're going to answer Aaron's questions that she has for me and then fan mm-hmm. questions. Yeah. Well, and mine then, are, real, real quick, Case, mine are like just throughout the – Yeah. Like <laughs> throughout the um, notes that I have. But perfect. it'll Same. still extend it. Yeah. Yeah. And then tomorrow we're going to record Shari and Javen and then the six month updates. And that will be a much shorter episode. I'll try to get that up really fast. I'll try to get it up tomorrow. So that's kind of the plan. Yeah. And then one thing that we do need to address, because I'm going to get very candid today. I'm going to talk about like my real honest thoughts about people that were involved in this to this day. And one of those people is Morgan. And this past week, um, my heart actually, it goes out to her, but She let everyone know. I'm sure everyone has heard the news. (laughs) She has been in another abusive relationship and domestic violence has been a factor and it's very, very sad and I feel for her and I hope that she gets through it and heals whatever she needs to heal so that she's no longer in these situations. However, that doesn't change what she did to me in the past and our story and our history. And I'm going to be talking about what went down on the show, what went down after the show for almost a full year. So again, I feel for her and I wish her healing and um, everyone like sent her prayers and thoughts, but like that's not going to change or stop me from sharing my story. And I just wanted to really address that yeah, because it's the elephant in the room. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. Okay. So should we start? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it starts off with, again, my doll's <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> I, like, I like forgot for a second this happened and then very quickly remembered. <laughs> yeah, dude. So it picks up where Katie and 
yeah, she picks up right where she says that he makes her not want to have kids, which yeah. <laughs> that still is. We talked about it last episode. Yes. It's still just shocking. Shocking, little messed up, like very out of context. And yeah. Mark just goes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like Mark is shook. Mark doesn't know what to say. Yeah. Poor John. He's just yeah. silent and you he's fighting demons. Like he's fighting yeah. emotion. Okay. He's a mess. Mm-hmm. And that, that's you- like you can just see the difference between like him and Evan and we're, I'm not going to get like too deep into that, but like the way that John reacted compared to the way Evan reacted when he had two, Mm -hmm. you know, when there were two different females talking to them. Yeah. Passionately. Like it's just like big difference. Yep. Big difference. Big difference. So you just said it. Mark says it's a little awkward. Okay. Like doesn't know even what to say. And then John says that he made a connection with Catherine, but his heart can't just jump from loving one person to another. So he needs this time to heal. He does love Katie and wants the best for her and wants her to be happy. But if he can't provide that, then they do need to go their separate ways. And Katie's just kind of nodding in like silent agreement, like as he's telling her that. I mean, like, it's just like, he's so sweet. He really is like handling this like a boss. Like he's being so respectful. Like he's- I'm impressed. Like, this is impressive. Yeah. I, that's, like, something I really do like about him, though, because even after Katie kind of ripped him apart, like, he still was very respectful towards her. Yeah. You know, he still cares about her. It's very sweet. Yep. So then she says with clarity that she's received here, she also thinks it's best that they leave single. She still respects and loves him and wants them, them to have dignity for each other and wants to handle things like mature adults. And then she also says that she's leaving single, which I mean, no surprise here. Yeah. No surprise. Because if she would have gone home with Johnny, I think everyone would have been like, yo, what? Like, because it was so surface level. Yeah. But I wonder if like Katie had gone first and she had said she wanted to leave with John, if his response would have changed. Actually, that's a good point. Maybe. I I feel like he probably would have given her Well, actually, we're not recapping it today. We're recapping the six-month updates tomorrow. I think he probably would have based on what happens in the six-month update. Mm, Touche. Okay. Right? (laughs) So then Mark asked them if they have regrets, and Katie says not at all. And John says, I think that we both learned a lot about each other and the other things we struggle with. And that this this is going to be one hell of a lesson learned. Katie's kind of rubbing his back. trying to comfort him but i just like you guys just broke up like it's we're not touching each other anymore i hate that shit i don't know seriously i wrote that too like if if you break up with me don't touch me yeah don't touch me dude it's like you lost the privilege yes like rubbing my back like oh my god please do not like i was oh god i would be so uncomfortable yeah so annoyed Mark thanks them both and Katie heads out first in the Escalade. She says it was hard and she just wanted a hug and hold him and that hearing him say that he wants a woman who builds him up and doesn't tear him down. He's so right. She's very emotional when she's saying this mm-hmm. and then she finishes it off with it's hard to say goodbye, but she knows it's for the best. Yeah, I feel like I feel like she seemed pretty genuine when she said that part, just like that, yeah. you know, he should be with a woman that doesn't tear him down and he's and she even got like a little emotional when she said that so i think she kind of kind of hit her like how fucked up that is like that's that's not cool i really think she struggled in this relationship and like during her time on the island like i genuinely think she went into it just very confused like i think she was torn I think she wanted to love him because like on paper he's great like he has his own house he has a great family a support system like 
he's a good guy. Like he, like he yeah. has his shit together, but she, he, she just knew deep in her gut, like he's not the one. Yeah. You know, and she wanted him to be the one. Yeah. It's, it's hard too when everyone around you is telling you how great of a guy he is. And, and you know you're, you're not trying, in love. Right. And like you want so badly for it to work and you're trying to force it because it's like what you're almost thinking like what is wrong with me? Yeah. Like why, why don't I see him the way other people are seeing him? But yeah. at the end of the day, it's just because you're not, you're not meant to be. And I think that – I mean I feel like she did realize that and then she felt empathy for him because of some of the things she did to him and that he deserves like, you know, yeah, um, a different kind of woman. But – I did kind of feel for her for a sec. Yeah, same. So back at the bonfire, John is fighting. He's just fighting emotions the whole time. Mark asks if he's okay, and he tells Mark that he's good. And then he says, good to hear her speak her truth, and I'm going to come out of this a stronger man. This is going to be something that he will never forget, and it's been one hell of a trip. Mark thanks him for being so open, and then they man hug it out, and John is on his way. Okay. He gets in the Escalade. He either says this in the Escalade or the confessional. He says, this experience has opened his eyes to all the issues with him and Katie. A big weight was lifted off of his shoulders to hear Katie basically say that he's just not the guy for her. Yeah. I wish she would have found that out sooner, but I hope the best for her and hopes she finds what she's looking for and he's just going to keep moving on. Honestly, facts. Like, you guys are together for three years. How is she just now being like... You're yeah. just not it for me. Like, yeah. I feel like you should have known that like six months I know. in. Year I, was in. Just, I was just cracking up the way he said it. He's like, wish she had found that out sooner. Like, he's yeah. not, you know what I mean? Like, the little bit of sarcasm in his Literally, voice. Literally, like, though. Why did you drag me here? Why did you drag me along for all these years? Like, come on. You knew. <laughs> yep. Uh. Okay. So now it's the next day and I'm going to pause for a little fun fact about the timeline of things. So you guys kind of know what happened. So last week when we recapped overnight dates, we said goodbye at the mountain villa to all the guys that night, the four of us had our last night in the mountain villa, just the four of us. We got like sushi. We like hung out together. We all slept in our different rooms. Um, and then the next day, all four of us hung out in the mountain villa. We wrote in our journals, figured out what we were going to say to the guys. We filmed till like, I want to say like five or six that day. And then yeah. at five or six, we separated and we got put in vans and taken to hotels, mm-hmm. to a hotel and had different hotel rooms. Shari and me got in the same van and we went and got Panda Express and we were supposed to stay in different rooms but we convinced the PA to let us stay in the same room together as long as we didn't tell anyone. So Shari and I spent uh, that night together. And then wow. the next day, yeah, the next day is when Katie and Nicole had to do their filming. So they were like getting ready all day and then they filmed that night. And me and freaking Shari were just stuck at the hotel the whole time. Yeah. The, the next morning we saw Katie and Nicole at the hotel, like before we were going to film our shit that night. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, you guys, like it was really rough. It took like hours. And I was like, yeah. oh, Jesus, Lord. Yeah. So intimidating. Ugh. At least you so, guys had each other though. Oh my gosh. I used to sneak. Oh my gosh. On our like dark days, I would literally sneak to Chelsea's room. Cause we were like See? on, like we weren't even, I think, I want to say we were on the same floor. Like she was the floor above me. And like, I would dead ass, like sneak into an elevator, go up, find her. Like we, cause we didn't have our phones. We had no way of communicating. Like, yeah. obviously we were friendly with like the PAs and stuff, but 
they legally like couldn't tell us. They wouldn't let us communicate unless we yeah. were mic'd up. And on our, on our dark days, we didn't have our mics on. So I'm yeah. actually very surprised that they – well, I guess because you guys were the first season, it was more like relaxed than it has been because they oh, probably like- realized like people could get away with more. Like if I had like – they didn't want us talking about anything – off the mic because they were like, if they say it off the mic, they're not going to say it when they're mic'd up. So it was like, yeah. they knew Chelsea and I had become super close and talked about everything. And they were like, if you say this genuinely to her when no cameras are around or when you're not mic'd up, like you're not going to say it again type thing. You know what I mean? Like, well, don't get me wrong. Me and Shari were not allowed to be in the same hotel room as each other. Like yeah. it was one low bottom of the totem pole PA that like nobody knew about oh. who let us stay together. And she literally like had to sneak Shari in, sneak her out the next day. It was like very mm. low key. And Katie and Nicole, we did not see them. Like yeah. we saw them on accident, like at breakfast. And they very briefly were just like, yeah, it took hours. Like it, we didn't talk a lot. It yeah. was like very little. And me and Shari snuck, snuck big time. <laughs> so that's the timeline, you guys. I was on my overnight date with Val. I was thinking I was strong, great headspace, breaking up with Evan. Then he left us. We spent the night at the Mountain Villa. I spent an entire day at the Mountain Villa, spent the night at a hotel with Shari, and I'm in my head the whole time, had an entire full day again waiting for the bonfire, and then I filmed my bonfire like two nights after my overnight date. So I got all in my head, (laughs) hot fucking mess. So you're telling me, and be honest, if you would have filmed that bonfire – an hour after your overnight, it would have been a different bonfire. Yeah. Wow. I think I still – I this is the thing. I still would have stuck to mine and Evan's game plan, and I would have yeah. kept my promise and would have wanted to go home and break up off camera. Yeah. But I wouldn't have begged. I wouldn't have gotten – had that panic attack. Mm-hmm. Like, I was in a very, very different headspace, a mental space, uh, an hour after my overnight date than yeah. I was two days later. I was I, a, know, I, mean, I, I was it. an anxiety ridden mess by the time also, it was two days when later. You're, when you're on the island, like an hour feels like ten years. <laughs> yeah. So like two days feels like an eternity. No, two days, dude. I was so in my head. Like I and yeah. I I kept having PAs coming into my room and they're giving me different dresses to try on and taking pictures of me in dresses and sending them to production and then they're like asking to see what I'm writing and JP's reading what I'm writing and he's giving me a look like you shouldn't write that like I got so fucking in my head it was I spiraled out of control by the time it was my bonfire I was like so tightly wound that it was like there's no way it was gonna go well yeah like no way (laughs) there's no way so that's the timeline I get it oh my gosh Okay, so then we do the little recap of Javen and Shari, Mm -hmm. and then it shows him, like, walking on this, like, sidewalk at one point, and I think he's – that's when he's going to shop for rings. Okay. And he Mm – right? That's kind of the vibe I got. And then he says – I loved his confessional when he says, I can't wait to see her. (laughs) Javen, just look at this woman in her face and tell her how you feel from the heart, okay? I'm going to let her know from the soul. (laughs) He's so cute. I know. He's he's really funny. He, I just, I can't, I can't wait till we actually recap their like engagement and stuff because he just says some of the greatest, greatest stuff. Like funny or cute? Funny, cute. That's just like whenever you get engaged, like that's how your man should be talking about you before he does it. You know what I mean? Like he was just great. So then in the recap of them, Shari is just looking fabulous by the pool, writing in her journal. She feels like she was supposed to be here and supposed to have this experience. 
And then I did like how the recap showed like throughout her journey, it showed how much lighter and carefree she got throughout the experience from like night one. Like they did a good edit job on her journey. Yeah. I mean, I just like, again, she says she definitely got the answers she needed coming here. And I just like, I still don't know what those answers are. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the only thing where I'm like, I just. It's a lot of like saying the same stuff over and over again, like saying what sounds right. Yeah. So now it's Evan and Casey recaps and Evan admits that we came here so he can prove that he can resist temptation. He came here looking for answers, but these weren't the answers he was expecting. The music that they have playing during his recap is cracking me up and it's kind of a vibe, not going to lie. Like it's kind of like badass vibe. I was like, okay, villain music for sure. Uh. And then he says he finishes up his recap with no matter what I decide to do, it's going to be heartbreaking. It just hurts. Yeah. I can't believe they like show you and Evan calling Morgan cute. I know, right? Shadowing. Fuck. Dude, I'm I'm such a cool girlfriend, man. I'm just like calling other girls cute, like fully confident. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Fully nonchalant. I literally talk about this, like, when you guys are on the boat, when it recaps you guys on the boat. Like, I'm like, you literally, like, you were so confident in your relationship and in him. Like, you were like, have fun. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. It's wild. So my recap music is cute, too. Kind of a vibe. Kind of sad. And then it starts out with me laying on the lounge chair in my my slippers looking real upset. You look sad. I look sad. sad. I'm not wearing any makeup. I look a wreck. (laughs) And then I admit that we are stuck in one spot. And I say, Evan and I came in on such a good note. And I didn't think we could start this journey any stronger. This is someone I've lived my entire youth with. And I don't want to cry. But since I was 19 years old, this is someone I watched play basketball in high school. We have a life. Honestly, the fact that production showed old pictures of us while I'm saying this is gnarly. They're gnarly for that. Trying to get like the tears going. Yeah, trying to get those views for sure. I I forgot that they even had those pictures. Yep. They must have taken them off of Instagram or Facebook. Oh, yeah. They knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. So then I say in – oh, I have a really good fun fact, which I think is going to blow people's minds. So I'm in the confessional, and I'm in the blue dress with my high ponytail, and I'm saying he's let this whole experience send him into a whirlwind, but I know exactly what I need to say and what I want, even though he's kind of breaking my heart. Mm-hmm. Blue dress moment fun facts, you guys. So – that whole time that I'm filming in that blue dress in that confessional, that is the day after the bonfire, after I got dumped. Wow. Because in the bonfire, I had like that full-blown anxiety attack. I ran off and I did not film afterwards because they were like, I wouldn't film. I went into a van for like two and a half hours talking to a psychiatrist and then they took me to the hotel. So they didn't get to film. So the next morning I had to get all dressed up in that Mm -hmm. blue dress with the same hair, the same makeup, jewelry. And I had to film as if that breakup hadn't happened yet. Wow, that must have been hard. It was actually it was so crazy because when I walked into set to film, every I was the last person on set, the last cast member on set. Everybody else had done their confessionals, everyone had been like go sent home to the airport and I was the last cast member. So when I got to the Mountain Villa to film this confessional, it was all pr- tons of production was still there and the like climate in the air 
nobody knew how to act around me. It was like right. so quiet. Nobody knew what to expect. Like egg it shells. was very, <laughs> oh yeah, it was major eggshells. Like everybody was walking on eggshells and I'm just like doing my thing, getting ready. Mm-hmm. And JP, he's like, are you ready to do this? Cause you're going to have to act like nothing happened yet. Like you have to get back in the mindset before last right. night happened. And I was like, yeah, I got this. And I went and I did my thing and I was answering all the questions and I kept it together. And JP afterwards was like shook. He's like, I don't know how you do it. Yeah. He's like, this is so crazy. He's like, you are just like the way you're compartmentalizing your emotions is like just out of this world. He's like, I can't believe that we were able to get through that, let alone as quick as we did. Wow. Everybody was shook. Everyone was like, she's so professional. And I was like, you know what? My whole fucking life just fell apart. The least I can do is finish with a bang, being professional. I thought it would be the opposite. I thought you'd be like, nah, like. No, dude. I went in there and I handled shit. Yeah. We had to record the next day as well, but like not in our, um, not in like our bonfire outfits, but we had to like recap like episodes, like five through 13 literally yeah. the next day oh my god sitting there for hours in the heat we did that going too back to episode three I'm like I don't even remember what I ate for dinner last night and you want me to think about something I said two weeks ago like I don't even yeah. remember saying that like oh my god it was crazy <laughs> we had to do that shit too but oh, yeah you guys oh. fun fact every time you see me in that blue dress in a confessional that is after I just got dumped on national television <laughs> so wow. Go off. Go off me. Okay, here we go. It's time. Oh, my gosh. The music, everything about this is dramatic as fuck. Evan, (laughs) deep breathing in the Escalade. And I'm not going to lie, when I first started watching this, like I'm in my bed watching it, taking my notes, my heart started to pound right now. Mm. And I wasn't like – at this point, I still wasn't sure how I was going to react, if I was going to be okay or not. Right. He says, I've opened my heart up to someone else other than Casey. I have no regrets in this entire experience, but I've loved this girl for so long. It's going to be a very, very difficult night. He's holding, he's holding on to his journal, closing his eyes. And I literally wrote like, bitch, come on, cut it out. Cut back down, dude. Oh, at first I thought it was a Bible. I swear to God. And I was like, <laughs> no way is this motherfucker. He wouldn't be caught dead with a Bible. A Bible. I was like, you con- committed adultery. Why are you holding that Bible? <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. But just the act. I'm just like, dude, you were just too uh, much. Holding like, it this, up to his head, like, yeah. shit, like rocking that. Like, come on. Cringe. Come like, on. You don't, you, give have, a, you don't give a fuck. Stop it, acting like it. But it's one of those things, like, you don't have regrets. Okay, why are you acting like this? Exactly. Like, go go and do what you're going to do with confidence. Okay, exactly. stop little bitch acts. Like, right. no. Don't annoy the sh- Annoy the shit out of me. Yes. So now it shows me in the Escalade and I'm talking to myself, LOL, and I'm messing with my hands. You (laughs) were so cute when you were like saying the prayer. Like, honestly, watching you drive to the bonfire, you seemed like a little chipper. Like I was actually curious if it like, I seriously answer this honestly. And I asked you it before I feel like, like going into that bonfire, did you honestly like have a good feeling? Like you seemed a little kind of like jokey, like almost, I mean, I don't think anyone could have prepared for what actually went down, but like, did you, did you think there was like a, I told you already. I know, I, I know but every time. He, we made a promise. I and know. I am a loyal ass human being. When I make a promise, I, I fucking keep it. And i that's one of my downfalls in life. Mm-hmm. And a really hard lesson that I've had to learn is not everyone has the same heart and loyalty that yeah. I do. And I can't expect that from people. Because 
mm-hmm. I'm unique. Okay. Like no, it's facts. I, I mean, I'm the same way, but like if someone really disrespected me, I think I, I think you're allowed to break that promise. And I think that like, if you like Casey, I really think if you had broken your promise, like no one would have been upset. Like it would have been fine because he literally yeah. was an ass. You know See, what I mean? I know, I don't know but you have- I I have I wasn't in your shoes. I don't know. But this is the other thing that people tend to forget is Evan's family and himself have gone through a horrific tragedy that was very, mm-hmm. very publicized. Yeah. And I did not want to humiliate him on national television after everything that he'd already been through in the public eye. So that was a very big factor mm-hmm. to me is because I kept the the few days like leading up to it on my overnight date, mm-hmm. I kept going back and forth in my mind like, do I break up with him? Do I break my promise? Like, what do I do? And at the end of the day, I was like, this man and his family have been through enough. We've been together mm-hmm. in each other's lives for 10 years. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to dump him on a fucking reality television show. Like, that's insane. Mm-hmm. So my rational mind, I was just like, he deserves more than that. Like, he doesn't deserve to be dumped this way. So I was sticking the game plan and the way that my heart is and the way that I'm loyal and committed, I expect someone that's with me for 10 years that lives with me to give me the same respect, you know? I would understand that if he didn't sleep with someone else. Like I really would. I really would. But I also think that you're right. Like you do have a really good heart and like we're both very patient just in different ways. Yeah. I don't know what I would have done if I was in your situation. I really don't. It's so easy to say, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? I would have done this. Like I would have done that. So I don't, I just don't know. It's it's just like, oh, when I watched this fire, he was enraging me. Oh, (laughs) dude, it it gets so bad. (laughs) And I think that's honestly, you just like said a good point. You're like, I haven't been in your shoes. I don't know what I would do. That's like one thing that I've like really struggled with with this show is Like I meet other girlfriends and boyfriends that have been couples on the show, like you, Chelsea, Shari, Nicole, like I've met met everyone. I meet singles and even on other reality shows, there's really no one that I can relate to that's ever been in this position. It's like kind of just me, myself and I over here trying to figure this out. No one has lived this situation before, not even just on Temptation Island, but on like reality TV in general, there's very few people that have gone through a situation like this Mm -hmm. on national television. So I've never really had anyone that I can really relate to and that I can like talk through this with, Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I'm just, I'm solo out here. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, absolutely. It's really wild. So that's something I've definitely struggled with over the years, but I'm much better now. Yes, definitely. So yeah, in the Escalade going in, I'm talking to myself. I'm messing with my hands, anxiety. I say I prayed a lot today. I'm like nervous giggling. And I was like, I'm going to do a little silent prayer right now. And I really was praying, you guys. I'm I'm not super religious. Like I've been open about that. I'm not super religious. But in that moment, I was legit praying. I was like, I got to get through this. Like, please fucking help me if you're out there. (laughs) Like, I I don't know what's happening, but I need help. I I need all the help in the goddamn world. And I was like 50-50. I was like 50% he's going to keep his promise and he's not going to humiliate me and we'll just break up at home. And then the other half of me was like, yo, he's leaving me for another girl. So that's where I was at. And I was trying to be optimistic. I was trying to be positive, like positive vibes, like don't it's not like doomsday yet, right. you know, we, we're still fighting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then I say, I think in a confessional, 
I am nervous to see Evan. I'm hoping that he's strong and he keeps his promises and he's loyal and he realizes that what we have is way more special than a random girl. And we go home and clean slate and I just like really do this the right way. And then I'm walking into the bonfire. I'm always playing with my hands. That's something that like I noticed. Mm. Anxiety, man. And I think I even get into it later. I forgot because my anxiety has been under control for so long now. Mm I forgot all of my little like anxiety tendencies and like ticks that I used to do all the time. And this is fucking one of them because yeah. this whole time I'm playing with my hands. For me, it was playing, it was touching my hair. Yeah. Like, playing with my liter- hands. They literally had to be like, you need to stop touching your hair. Like stop. Cause I yeah. just would flip it forward. Then I would flip it back. Then it would be yeah. on one side or like, it was like, they were like, you have to stop because it's looking like it's like, First of all, it's distracting. Yeah. But also, it's every time we do a different scene, your hair is in a different position. Like, it yeah. can't look like that. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay. Yeah. So, watching <laughs> yeah. this was definitely weird because, like, I feel like if you are just like an outsider or a production person watching it, you wouldn't really notice it. But I notice it and I'm like, this is the beginning of my anxiety. My anxiety is starting to spiral out of control because I can't stop playing with my fucking yeah. hands. Mm-hmm. I do look good as hell though. Walking in, oh, I was like, this yes, is the hottest I've looked the whole show. Okay. Yes. Like if this is how you're going to get dumped on national television, like this is the way to go down. Like I Period. came in looking fire. So right. I was stoked about that. Not going to lie. So then I just say, I'm going to be really vulnerable. I'm going to lay it all out on the line. He's going to know he hurt me and he's going to know that he's throwing away something really special. And I really think that if I do, that there's no way he's going to be able to walk away from me. The fact I filmed, see that, that confessional was in the blue dress. The fact that I filmed that and said those words the day after he dumped me is insane. Like I'm honestly shook that I was able to do that. I'm shook too because they couldn't even get me to say like one thing about some of our singles who I didn't even talk to half the time, let alone an ex. So that is very impressive. Right? Those words too. The next day, like I'm already dumped. I haven't seen or talked to Evan. Like I'm about to be on a plane to LA alone and I'm saying that shit in a confessional. Like so crazy. So Mark says, how are you doing, my friend? And I say, we'll see, hanging in there. I give him a little side hug. And when I sit down, I say, oh, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> I wrote I wrote in my notes, LOL. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. No, I'm, I'm slowly but sure. I'm hanging on by a thread right yeah. now, everyone. I'm hanging on by a thread. He asks me how I'm feeling. And I immediately say, like, no hesitation. I'm scared. Genuine, I mean – good response because no I mean it was so natural I was like scared like that's all I'm feeling right now Mm -hmm. he asked oh he asked me if I'm feeling prepared and I'm smiling I'm still smiling and like keeping it together though and I say I mean I'm as ready as I'll ever be he says let's get to it and I say oh god and my whole demeanor immediately changes because I'm full-blown starting to freak out yeah it you it totally shifted absolutely it was was like a light switch Mm -hmm. I was like okay fuck and this is one thing that like fun fact too um so you know how like we wrote in the journals like what we were gonna say to like kind of practice and get our thoughts out but then we obviously couldn't have the journals at the bonfire yeah So I kept telling them, I was like, you guys don't understand. Like this man gets in my head and I forget what I need to say because he gets in my head and messes with my mind. I was like, I need like to look at something because I need to be prompted. Yeah. Like like, I need reminded. 
I was like, I can't just be who I am in these confessionals where you ask me questions and I'm Mm well-spoken and I know what to say because when I'm around him, I turn into a fucking mumbling, scared mess. So I, I was like begging them to let me have it. And they were like, no dude. And I was fucking devastated because I was like, you don't understand what's about to happen because he's going to fuck with me right now. So yeah, this is everyone in the, we'll answer fan questions later, but people were kind of asking when were you starting to like really freak out? I was still hanging on by a thread. Now, when they say Evan's about to walk in and my whole demeanor changes, I'm starting to full blown freak out right now. Like my Mm -hmm. stomach is like a zoo of butterflies. My heart's pounding, racing. I'm sweating. I'm having a hard time breathing. Like it's not good. So he walks in with the music change again, the serious ass scary music, (laughs) villain ass music. He's looking real serious. And then I'm staring at him dead Mm -hmm. serious. And I say, oh my God, again, what were you saying? Yeah, at first you look pissed, but then, but then it turns like a little sad. And that's where it was like, I honestly felt like you went from like pissed off to like. It hit me that it was real when I saw him. Like almost like a more like sensitive side coming out of you where it was like, fuck, like, you know what I mean? Like I've missed you. It's been a month. Like, holy shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I saw a more sensitive look in your face, if that makes sense. Yeah. It is weird because like now that I've rewatched this for the first time in four years, I, like I told you, like, I don't really remember. I didn't really remember a lot of this bonfire. It was just like bits and pieces because I like blacked out. It was like an out of body experience, but watching it, I started remembering things. And I remember when I saw him walk around the corner and I saw that like fucking peach shirt, I was just like, fuck dude. Like I was so scared. Like I was terrified. I was going to ask. It was real fear when I saw him. When he sat down. Oh, it was horrifying. I was just like, who the fuck is this guy? Like I, I was so scared. Like I can't even terrified okay I was yeah I was terrified of him yeah could you imagine if he walked out like wearing like a shirt you bought (laughs) (laughs) I'm dead that would have been iconic though if as you were walking away you were like and give me back that shirt I bought you fucking shirt you unemployed bitch (laughs) damn it throw in the dagger oh god (laughs) so yeah that came back to me when he came around the corner. I was like real terror that hit, hit me. And that's why I think my whole, you see my whole demeanor change. Mm-hmm. So when he walks in, he says, Hey Mark. And Mark says, Hey Evan, how are you buddy? Mark totally knew this was going to be a bad based on how he's acting. He's being like very soft spoken. He's being hesitant. Yeah. I feel like production had to have given him a heads up because just the way that he's acting, he knows this is about to be a fucking shit show. I think that they were preparing him too for the fact that like there were cases where like they were trying to force you to do like and say certain things and all that. So they were probably like, okay, we need to go about this a certain way because Casey's in a very vulnerable position. Very. We need to stop pushing each other, like the buttons. You know what I mean? And he definitely, he had to have been like. He had to have been warned. There's no way because all the psychiatrists were on site, all the production people, like people knew this was going to be really, really bad. There's no way that they didn't give him a heads up. So when Evan sits down, it's real icy for me. I don't even say hi to him or anything. He looks at me and then he says the infamous, 
Hey, little bird. Oh, my God. I know you have some words to say about that. I mean, it's just like I know like it was a thing the two of you had or he used to call you that. But like – He called me little bird or bird for like six years. It just sounds so corny but also like I It's manipulative. Who do you think you are? Like literally who do you think you are? Like that is like the manipulation. Like you are literally like – I know. Acting, I'll say like a narcissist yeah like it's almost like he has this like god complex where he does whatever he wants he knows that he literally cheated you on national cheated on you on national television was gonna leave with another girl and lied on me sat down and said hey birdie and that's where i think that when i see and i'm not comparing the two but when i see like katie rubbing john's back it's like it, it comes that. off manipulative. Yeah. It does. It doesn't look good because we know what you just did. Like, yeah. Like we're not in a good place. Like why yeah. are you sitting down calling me like my little pet name that we've had yes. for me for the past six years? Like fuck off. Like yeah. don't call me that. Like yeah. which we get I, I get into that later. But I did not like when he was doing that. I was like, oh, who yeah. do you think you are? Seriously. But that's the issue. It's like this man really thinks he's the best thing, you know, on God's great earth. Like, no, you're not. No. Yeah. So that was really fucking weird. So I think people even like a bunch of people tweeted, like, did he, re- like, I think Val specifically is like, did he walk really walk in and just say, Hey, little bird, like oh. fuck off, dude. Like you're joking me right now, dude. <laughs> so I say hi really quietly. And he puts his hand on my knee and then I'm still wringing my hands in my lap. And then I just look back to Mark who gives us the rules and you can see me deep breathing this whole time, you guys, because my anxiety, that's what I do. Like I count to 10 in my head and I take deep breaths when my anxiety gets out of control and I'm deep breathing this whole time because I can feel myself like, like I keep saying, I was hanging on by a fucking thread. Like I was keeping it together, but it was like, I knew any second I was going to snap. Wow. So then, oh God, me first, and I fucking hate everything that I fucking said, dude. (laughs) It's okay. We got to go through it. I know. It's just so bad. This is the old me. (laughs) Yes. Are you kidding me? I could. This could never be me today. (laughs) I could (laughs) never say any of this fucking shit. So again, I already talked about the the breathing thing, but you can tell I'm having a hard time breathing while I'm talking. And like the one thing that, and I don't want to get emotional talking about it, but it's so like one of the number one compliments I always get from like people that have met me in person, people that listen to the podcast is you are so well-spoken. I hear that all the time Mm -hmm. and I know I am. And it's something that I take pride in and watching myself and seeing how just like I don't want to get emotional but how just like a mess I am and I can't even talk it's like so fucking not like me wow you know what I mean and I'm like that's just like I'm not with the fucking right person because this is not who I am like I can't even talk and I'm that's one of the best things that I'm I'm good at you know that's my talent is I'm well spoken yeah (laughs) fucking pissed me off oh my god so so yeah Yeah, so what I mean, I am not well-spoken, but <laughs> I try. <laughs> I'm but like, you definitely are. And I agree that the fact that being with someone who is not your best fit can actually like 
change and manipulate the way that you are. I'm speaking about like everyone. Like this is like everyone out there. Like if you're with someone who is making you like bringing out like a bad side of you or like or taking away your talents like like, that's like I literally can't even talk like I can't breathe and I can't talk my my thoughts are so scattered like I Mm -hmm. I'm having a hard time putting things together and it's all a reflection of just being next to him and talking to him like that's fucking crazy I mean I I would say at my final bonfire I actually I felt like I was well spoken there and even at the reunion because as pissed as I I was need to watch that yeah, I mean, as pissed as I was, I definitely said everything I needed to say. It's just like, I don't know. I am just such a, like, I have such like a marble mouth and I don't think before I speak. So it's like sometimes I yeah. say things and I'm like, did that sound right? Yeah. Like, is that, does that make sense? <laughs> you're, you're so you know what I mean? Um, oh, okay. So it goes, I start and I'm like, um, we came into this house so strong and so connected. And if someone were to tell me how this was going to go, I would have told them they were insane. Watching your bonfires, I literally couldn't even watch them. You were in bed with another girl, and I don't understand how you could do that to me. It feels like you threw away our whole life for this random girl. And then I drop a bomb. You're a piece of shit scumbag. Yes. And you really broke my heart, and I've literally been crying this entire time. But even though I've been crying, I've been praying for you and I've been praying for us. I wish I could go back in time and take back all the ultimatums. I don't wish that. I take that back. <laughs> all the ultimatums and all the pressure I put up, put on you. And then when did we start holding hands? Dude, I do not know. I, I Why the fuck am I holding this man's hands uh, right now? I don't know. I don't know. First of all, I do have a question. But I want to say before that, I thought it was very cute that you were like, regardless, like I still prayed for you and I prayed for this relationship. That's like, that, that, that was very sweet. Well, that's like, honestly, it's so funny. That's when I know like I really have feelings for someone or like really care about someone because like I'll pray for them. Like I want yeah. you to like, you know what I mean? Like I want you to have like the best life and I want you to be healthy and happy. Like, so that's like genuine. Like I was like, yo, like I really fucking care about you. And I'm like praying that you're good and you're okay. And like, everything's going to be fine and we're going to get through this. Yeah. I thought that was really sweet. Um, but I did want to ask though. So like during this bonfire, Mm -hmm. you like, I feel like you, you were crying, but you weren't actually crying. So I wanted I, to ask, yeah, like if there was ever, that. like if you ever actually did cry, but it was such a long bonfire that they like didn't show it, or if you literally like couldn't get tears out because you were so anxiety ridden and, and like wanted to get out the things you could say, even though you were anxious and like you were just trying your best. Like I just was, I was genuinely curious. Yeah, because I actually got a lot of shit on about that. A lot oh. of people were like, she's like fake crying. Like she's the abusive one. Like you can oh tell this is all an act. Yeah, everyone like was turning it around that I was the abusive one and that I was fake crying. And that's why like it was coming off like that. So before oh, wow. I answer that, let me just finish this thought. I said okay. – um, so yeah, we're holding hands. I thought that was weird as hell. And then I finish off with, and I really regret not giving my full heart to you. And I'm really in love with you. And I'm really sorry. I haven't shown you. And that's all I have to say. So the crying thing. Mm-hmm. Mind you, yeah. I don't have a Twitter or anything. So this was just based off like what I watched. Like I was just, no, curious. a lot of, a lot of people noticed this. This was like, you're not, trust me, 
thousands of people have noticed oh, this okay. shit. <laughs> and actually, my very next note is let's talk about Evan's reactions throughout what I'm saying and then me fake crying. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So I – I mean, I've been pretty open about it. I haven't said a lot of details, but my life has not been easy. I've gone through a lot of shit, not just like Evan, but a lot of shit from a very young age. So I've talked about it with therapists. Like when I go through something like really traumatic or um, this is me being very real and vulnerable right now. (laughs) So when I go through something like really traumatic or hard or difficult, my body doesn't really know how to respond. So I start by like kind of going into like shock and I go numb. Mm. So when I'm talking to him, I'm, I'm in shock and I'm numb and I know that I'm like breaking, but I can't get it out because I'm in this like weird limbo shock phase. Mm -hmm. And it takes me a while to actually get to the emotions. Does that make sense? Yeah. (laughs) Because I I just, my emotions are very unregulated because Mm -hmm. I've been through a lot of trauma throughout my life. So sometimes like if something really bad happens, sometimes I'll be totally numb. Like it's actually really weird. And it used to freak me out because I used to be like, am I the narcissist? Am I the one that doesn't have empathy? Because like someone would like die. Like my my mom's Mm -hmm. uncle, he passed away a few years ago um, from alcoholism. I actually run to my family and it was yeah. a very devastating thing. And everyone is like crying and upset. And like, I couldn't get there. Like, I don't feel yeah. anything. I used to not And it hits me like kidding. three, four, five, a week later. It hits mm-hmm. me later. So that's yeah. what's happening. It's like a trauma response in a way to protect myself. Yeah. See, I actually <laughs> was just talking to someone about this the other day, how I am not kidding. Like, even at a young age, like I'm talking like six or seven, like way too young. Like I, I would not cry. But instead of going in that shock and like not being able to like show emotion, it was anger. You know what I mean? For me, it it was always like anger. So it was like 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 an attitude. I don't give a fuck or anger type vibe. And that actually carried with me, especially when my friend passed away it, you know, set me back. And I just like, that was my way of expressing myself. Like I did not cry. And and, like, I can't say it enough. That's why it was such a shock, even for me, when I did Temptation Island and for everyone who watched it, who knew me and for the people who didn't know me and that were like, you know, she's crying so much. It's like, I cannot stress it enough. Like that was not normal. Yeah. No, it's not normal. But now I am like, I, I do cry. Like I allow myself to cry. Yeah. So it's nice, but I'm telling you like for up until like 24, 25, like mean, like did not, like it was, I wasn't like a, I didn't. So it's this, it's like the same thing that you're saying. It's like a trauma response, a defense mechanism, but instead of showing anger and you don't give a fuck, it's me literally going numb and I don't Mm -hmm. feel anything, but I'm devastated and in shock and I'm trying to like show emotion and get it out, but I can't get it out because I'm in shock. I understand that. Yeah. And that's why, and that's why in the Escalade, I finally like have a breakthrough and I really start showing real tears and I'm freaking out and having that anxiety attack because it finally, like the floodgates finally opens. Like I was able to like let it out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense though. 
so that's what's going on, you guys. It's a trauma response. <laughs> it's like straight up, like I'm numb, shocked, shook. I can't get emotion out, but I'm like it's spiraling. It's spiraling. This whole time is spiraling. Okay. <laughs> I mean, good to know though. I was very curious. Yeah, it's really weird. And I still do it to this day, but I'm much more aware of it. And I try, like when I'm upset, I really try. Like, for example, when I got upset on that episode a few weeks ago with you talking about this fucking show, I try to let it out now, like, because that's healthy. Like, it's really bad to hold this shit in. So I try to be better about showing my emotions and like feeling upset when I'm upset. Yeah, yeah. So Mark just says, thank you, Casey. And now it's Evan's turn. And then again, we just talked into it, but my, my body language says it all. I'm a fucking mess. You guys right now, I'm an anxiety ridden, ridden mess. Like, and then he fucking says little bird again. And I literally oh wrote in caps, the little bird shit. Oh my God. Dude. Stop. Like, what in the fuck are you saying this for? It's again, like, I just like, who does he think he is? He says first, Hey, little bird. And then rubs oh my, my arm. Missed uh. you like crazy. Oh, did you? Mm. (laughs) and I'm like nodding my head crying he says it's been such a crazy crazy ride here we both came into this with questions about a relationship I needed to prove not only to you but to myself that I had the fortitude by the way when did he learn big vocab words like that I was kind of blown (laughs) away I was like wow you really dropped the vocabulary word real quick to resist temptation but never in my wildest dreams did I think I would come here to resist falling for someone else and oh. in that moment, they pan to my face and you see the light bulb start to go off in my head that he's like not going to keep the promise because my whole was, face changes again. Okay. That was like my next the question. Light bulb, like, yeah. The light bulb I, is starting to go off right now that this isn't going yeah. the way I think it's going to go. And like, I know I always ask like, what were you thinking in that moment? But it's like every moment is different. And I'm oh, like- it was, I was changing like every like 10 seconds, my yeah. emotions. That's why like until I watched it today, I didn't remember a lot of it because when I, it was like a, a snap, like snap emotion, snap. My, I was like mm-hmm. changing every five, 10 seconds, my emotions. It was fucking yeah. crazy. <laughs> so then he says, in the distance that I've had with you, I found clarity. And at this point, I can tell because I know myself, I'm pissed, okay? I'm shaking my head. I'm sucking on my cheeks. I'm not even looking at him. I'm like pissed why he's saying this. And then he says, and no matter how much I love you, I've opened my heart up to someone else. And then I'm rolling my eyes, shaking my head. And this is that soft fucking voice that I talked about last episode that triggers the fuck out of me. He's using it right now. And then he says, our trials and tribulations that we've gone through have weighed so heavy on me, my little bird. Oh. And he's fake, fake tears. And then when I say, as soon as he says my little bird, I say, don't call me that. Yes, go off. You snapped. I snapped. I was like, don't call me that. Mm-hmm. And I even wrote in my notes. I was like, fuck yeah. If only I could have kept this energy the whole goddamn time. <laughs> okay, shit. <laughs> We were going so strong. We were going so strong, okay? We were getting it together a little bit. A little bit. We got it together. Then Mark says, and Mark, this is annoying as hell, okay? He says, I know it's hard, but you have to just listen. When I tell him not to call me little bird. Yeah. And then I say again, because I was fucking livid. At that point, I was livid at Evan, and I was also now, Mark was a fucking target. Right. 
And I say, I say again, because I was like, fuck off. Don't call me that. And I'm shaking my head. And I honestly, I wrote in my notes again, you guys, me and Mark, we're really cool. Okay. Yeah. Like we're great. He's a big support. Like, honestly, if I ever needed anything, he would be there for me. Yeah. Like he's talked me through stuff when like guys have hurt me. Like he's a good guy. He's, he's great. I have nothing bad to say about him. But in this moment, I wrote in my notes, like, this is absurd that, like, he's starting to, it's very clear he's kind of on Evan's side, and we'll get more into it as we go, but it's just, the way that mm -hmm. he's acting is just pissing me off already. <laughs> already. At one point, yeah, during my final bonfire, I, like, chimed in as well, and he was like, I, I yeah. said the funniest thing, and I can't wait to, I can't wait to go over it. It was, like, about one, another cast member, but <laughs> he said the same thing to me. He was like, yeah. don't interrupt. Like, he has a good point. And I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. And I wrote in my notes, this is absurd that he's dumping me while calling me his little bird. Like, stop. And right. when I snap like that, you guys notice how Evan just went from that soft voice and he's like, has the fake alligator tears. But as soon as he sees that I'm like pissed and livid and like ready to battle, his whole demeanor fucking changes. He immediately, tears are gone, and he says, I'm done, Mark, and then looks at Mark. And, like, he's done talking to me, okay? Wait, that happened then? I think that happened later. He snaps later, too. This is the first oh time gosh. that he, that he, he switches snaps. it up. He was like, no, Mark? And I was like, uh. Yeah. No, he snaps Yo. later, too. This is the first small little snap, and then he yeah. snaps a lot later. You know, Evan could have really, like, sold this such a different way and it wouldn't have made it better but like it kind of would have if he would have just went the sensitive route and I yeah. think we talked about this with like Carl maybe or I, I think it was yeah. Carl where it was like if you just started you from the beginning us. you almost had us when you were like really feeling sorry for Casey and you were trying to be cute even though it was corny with the little bird and you were like you know I'm sorry I didn't want this to happen but like I met someone else but then for him to snap and then like start coming at you, it's like you just ruined everything. Because but, no, continue. You can go. Sorry. No, you can go. I was just gonna say, like, it's it's just like obviously we know him and like the situation, and I mean it's it's never okay to cheat, but I feel like he just dug himself his own grave. Like people would have maybe felt for him a little more if he didn't all of a sudden just show his true colors. Like you couldn't have just pretended for like 30 more minutes, dude. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, this is the thing you guys is he, because at that time he knew me better than anyone. And he was really trying to sell this whole, like, he's the hero of the story. Like he fell in love. It's not his fault. He was trying to sell that, but he knows me. And he knew that as soon as I snapped right then, and I said, don't call me that I was ready for fucking battle. Mm -hmm. So he, that's why his demeanor changes. Cause he's like, Oh no, he's like, I got to stay above her one step ahead. So she doesn't fucking expose me oh. on national television. So me and him are going through like a silent battle right now because he knows me so well. And he's like, I got to keep her in line. Right, so this like, is where the gaslighting and shit is going to start happening. Oh, he's yeah. like, okay. He's like, she's not hurt anymore. She's pissed. And I need to switch this up real quick it's right bad. now. I need to get her back in line. <sighs> God, yeah, the gaslighting. He was saying so, some stuff, and I was like, Dude, the gaslighting is oh so God. fucking crazy. So then Mark asks the ultimate question. 
I'm shaking my head and rolling my eyes because I just can't believe I'm so blown away that Evan's not following the game plan and he's actually putting me in this position. Like I really, at this point, I'm like, holy fuck. Like he's really about to say what I think he's going to say. And then it's my turn and I say, I fucking hate everything about this. You guys just, just please, please know that I fucking hate this shit. Okay. I know all of you guys are sending me the best DMS. I've been getting amazing support for years where it's like, you have nothing to be embarrassed of. Like this is normal when you're in an abusive relationship, but it just, it's so hard for me to watch myself like this. Cause it's so not who I am. But I say I'm committed to him. This is someone that is the love of my life. He's not the fucking love of my life. <laughs> He was never the love of my life. No, absolutely not. Um, That I have a life with and I want to go home and fix what we can fix. And then I stare at him because I'm like, what the fuck, bro? And I literally say to him, like, this is our life. And then Mark wants me to clarify and I get intense and I say, yes, I'm committed to him. And then before Evan even says anything, I know it's coming before he says it. Like, I feel it. And I'm covering my mouth and freaking out. Uh Uh-huh. He looks at Mark and is dead serious and says, Mark, I am leaving with someone else. And then I look away and say, oh, my God, the music changes. It's dramatic as fuck. I mean, production really killed it with this whole yeah, scene. I, mean, I will look, say you look shocked, but also just like disgusted. Yeah, I would I was, be too. I'd be like, yo, you are pathetic. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> like, I was I was really. I was really blown away. Like at this moment, I haven't gone into full-blown panic mode, but I was just like, I can't even explain all of the thoughts that were like racing through my mind. It was just, I had to keep reminding myself, like, is this really happening? Like, yeah. Like this, like, there's didn't... no way this is real. <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, there's no fucking like, way that my boyfriend under the table to do this. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> this is nuts. Like we live together. We've been together for five years. Like I've known you since I was 19. Like, there's no way that this is happening. Like, I I couldn't put the pieces together. So I keep covering my mouth. I keep shaking my head. And this, honestly, is where things start to get really fuzzy for me, like, memory-wise. Like, I don't remember a lot of this, so I have, like, a lot of notes because I really don't – yeah, things are real fuzzy right about now. Um. I went into full-blown panic mode, and at this point, my only goal – was to get him to keep his promise and change his mind so that I wouldn't be humiliated on national television. Mm. I was, I felt desperate. I was desperate because I was just thinking in my head, I can get him to change his mind so that this is edited out and not put on national television for the entire world to see. So you didn't actually love him and want to be with him? I wanted to not be humiliated on national television. Are you serious? Come on. What? At this moment in time? Like you didn't actually like that, like how you're reacting wasn't because you wanted like to be back with him. It was just solely because you didn't want to be humiliated. I mean, mean, maybe a part of me was like still in love, but the biggest thing was like, I don't want to embarrass myself. I don't want to go through a breakup like this on national television. I don't want my family to see this. It was like more about this vulnerable moment being on national television. Gotcha. Okay. I wanted to go through this vulnerable moment like in private. Like I didn't want millions of people in countries all over the fucking world to see me like this. So yeah, a part of me was in love. Yes. But Mm -hmm. a much larger part was not wanting the world to see me in this traumatic event. Okay. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, that makes sense. No, I was just curious. Like I really was wondering if it was like solely 
for that. Or if there was a part of you that was like, you know what, like, I do still love him though. And like, I, I, if he says he wants to work it out, like I'll work it out. Or like, if it literally was like, it re- no, it-, it was this promise. Like, I can't believe he's doing this. Like what the fuck? The biggest thing was that it, he was dumping me and humiliating me on national television. Oh I was just like, I couldn't believe it. It was just like yeah. the disrespect. It's like, yeah. I, cu- I could never do that to someone. Right. Ever. Well, like ever. Guys, yeah. And you guys were together for so long. And like you both said numerous times, even just this episode that you guys were best friends. So it's like, clearly you weren't, or I don't want to say weren't. clearly you weren't, but like. No, we weren't. You don't treat your that, best friend that way. Exactly. That's my point. Yeah. That no, we point. weren't. It's like, you wouldn't do that to he wasn't, your best friend. Something that I really had to come to terms with is like, he really honestly was like nothing to me. Mm. Like it was all fake. Like none of it was real, <laughs> you know? And that's so, scary because there's yeah. people really like that. Like he's not, if there's not, he's not the only Evan out there. There's a shit yeah. ton of people like that. And un- unfortunately, a lot of times you find out too late. And by that, I mean, it's like, you're in too deep, you're in this cycle and it's hard to leave and you don't yeah. know what's real, you know, what's a lie. You don't like, know what's real and what's, change. yeah. You don't know what's real. That's the thing. And that that was the biggest realization is all of it like was fake, <laughs> you know? That's so nuts. That's a yeah. shame too because it's like when you're giving your 100% to someone and the entire time they're just faking it. I know. Like that's fucked up. I'm really sorry you actually went through that. Like, I'm not trying to, like, get sentimental and shit, but, like, that's that's really fucked up. Like, that, no, dude. that is, like, not normal behavior. No, and that's, like, something I've had to work on therapy. And I've actually – I'm killing it at this. Like, I really have had to work on not letting my experience with Evan affect, like, my relationships yes. with other guys. Yes. I because it's, to- like, not everyone is like that. Like, narcissism yes. and, like, sociopathy, it's actually very, very rare. Mm-hmm. It's not, like – it's a, it's definitely a fad to talk about it right now, but it's, it's not common. Yeah. So <laughs> I, it's taken me a lot to really, like – separate the two it's like just because this person was like fake and like conned me for a fucking decade like I'm not going to project that onto another guy like I'm gonna give the this person the benefit of the doubt because it's very rare for someone to have this level this level of sociopathic behavior (laughs) okay no I get that I totally get that that's yeah so that's been a big thing for me for sure to like get through so as soon as he says that I look at him and I'm still pissed. And I say, how, how could you do this? This is what you do. You're impulsive. And Uh he can tell I'm pissed. And this is when he knew he had to play victim to get me back in line and in control. He came out hot. Swinging. Because he didn't want me to spill the beans because he knows Morgan is watching this whole thing go down. So he's doing whatever he needs to do to keep me in check right now and keep me in line and keep me from shutting the fuck up. And also just he's trying to make himself look good. He's trying to sell his story to America. Like, Casey, you were backing me into a corner. You were forcing me to do this. You, It's like, whoa, why are you – like, you're blaming me. Chill for out. your actions. Exactly. What the hell? Like, how are you about to sleep with someone and be like, you did this? Like, no, I didn't do shit. Like, plus the most like fucked up thing about all of this, Aaron, is it's like, let's just forget about just cheating on Morgan. Meanwhile, he has God knows how many girls in his DMs, <laughs> Skype, right. Zoom. Like, he's f- actively cheating on me right yeah. now. And he's actually has the balls to say Has-y. the shit that he's about to say. Like, he's living a double life yeah. as he's saying this yeah. shit. 
has Which the is audacity. the craziest part. But that's why I feel like he started saying the stuff he was saying because it was like, okay, not only is like Morgan going to see this, but there's people watching who yes. are going to find out I had a girlfriend. So yep. I need to make her look terrible yep. so that I can make up a story as to why I did this to her. Yep. So I don't look like an asshole where it's like, you just hit the nail on all the heads. He is scrambling to do whatever he needs to do to cover his ass right now because he knows, like I said, he knows me well and he can tell I'm genuinely pissed and I'm ready to fucking battle. And he's like, I need to fuck with her real quick because it's going to fuck all my shit and all my plans up if she says one wrong thing right now. Yep. Yep. He, his game plan was to just try to make, make you look bad or make it seem like, his actions could be justified based off of things that like you did yeah leading up to the experience like and honestly his game plan worked for a while like it did like the like i didn't have like i got a lot of love but i got a lot of hate for a long time where people were like you're the problem you're abusive like your family's horrible to evan like he's with someone that finally loves and cares about him now dude it, his plan worked until morgan said her truth and then everyone floodgates open everyone apologized to me (laughs) but no it worked for a while bro even production wasn't like yeah and even production wasn't sure who to believe at this point people were like people really believed him holy shit yeah (laughs) dude and that was i was just gonna say it's just like so funny how like messy this got and like production was like who do we believe like all this (laughs) where it's like i feel like with my season it was so, so messy, my season. It wasn't, like, afterwards, it wasn't that messy. Like, there oh, were, like, was... people saying things, and I think, like, on my season, like, some couples were a little messy, like, you know, whatever. But there wasn't, I mean, unless I'm oblivious, which there I There was literally I really hashtag was like... Team Casey and hashtag Team Evan and hashtag Forevermore. Oh like, it was, like t- – Evan against Casey, okay? Like, America was divided between Evan and Casey, okay? Mine was literally hashtag Aaron loves soccer. (laughs) No, dude. I'm telling you, this was, like, this was a crazy fucking time in reality television world. Oh, fuck. So then after he snaps, he says, I finally have clarity. I can see, knowing full well all my demons, everything I have in me, and you pushed me into a corner for years. Years and years. Fake tears. He's raising his voice. You know, real quick, Casey, you know what that reminds me of? Like that meme where it's like (laughs) when like when like someone cheats on you, like a boyfriend cheats on you, and they're like, I'm sorry I cheated, like, my demons, like, all that stuff. Like, what? Like, Dude, he on. always talked about his freaking demons You're a demon. all like, the time. What does that have to do with you sleeping with six people? Like, <laughs> what? It, the math is not mathing. Like, there's literally a meme where it's like – Demons, man. <laughs> if I had a dollar every time this man told me he oh had demons, jeez. He should have been driving up in that Escalade with a Bible. Yeah. Pray for your demons. Pray, pray <laughs> for your demons. Like, but holy see, shit. His shit worked because my demeanor changes again and I soften up. I'm not so like gnarly anymore. And I tried, this is when I start trying to explain myself because he's making me feel bad for pushing him into a corner, freaking trying to rewrite history, which I never did. I gave him one ultimatum. It was after I caught him cheating on me. This years and years thing never happened. It's some fucking delusional reality this guy made up. 
Oh my gosh. So you see me soften up and I say, but I came here and I got clarity because I don't want to do that anymore. And then he starts yelling at me. I don't like that he's yelling. And another thing that bothered me too is that like never once did he like say he's sorry, but like, you know, again, to this day, to this day, he's never apologized. That's nuts to me. But like, I'm not saying it would have made it better, but if he would have just sat there like a man and been like, Casey, I'm sorry. Like, I love you. I'm sorry though. Like I have to pursue this and just see and go with my gut right now. And like, you were amazing. Like if he would have just went about it a different way, but like now he's raising his voice. Now he's blaming you. You can tell in his face, like he looks angry. He looks scary. Like I literally watched this with my boyfriend who's never seen the show before. And he literally was like, he looks like an actual like villain, like from a show. I know. Like scary. I was That's like, why. and he's totally unbiased, like doesn't yeah. even know anything. And I was like, wow. Like. No. And like, that's the thing you guys is like, this is like hard to talk about, but you guys see how he's yelling at me and speaking to me like this on national television with a hundred people surrounding us. Mark sitting right there on national television. Can you guys even comprehend what he was like to me behind closed doors? Hmm. I actually can. <laughs> which is sad, you know, like I get this it. is what yeah. I was used to like, like being talked to like this. Too, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Like in, in my face, face, six foot six, two forty, yeah. screaming at me, calling me oh. everything. Yeah. No dude. This is like this. Mm-hmm. What you guys saw on the show was very mellow, <laughs> very mellow. Okay. For what I'm used to. Oh my gosh. So he's yelling at me. He says, I can't handle that anymore. And I'm asking him, how can you just give up on us? Why can't you give me a chance to prove to you that I've learned things? Mm-hmm. He's raising his voice again like I'm the bad guy. Yeah. He's trying. He This is gaslighting. He's making me feel like I'm the bad guy right now. Making when the he, world think I'm the bad guy right when, now. When he snapped and said. You think I haven't given you, you a chance? I, no, you think I just gave up on you? Yeah. Oh, my God. I was like, that is literally gaslighting. Yeah. Like, Evan, what did you do then? Yeah. I'm, co- I'm confused. Like, I really want to know, in your own words, why don't you write me a paragraph about what you – if you didn't give up, what, what did you do? What, what did is, you do? Because what is walking away from your partner? Like, I'm confused. Like, you gave up. You gave up on your relationship. Let's call a spade a spade. Yeah. Like, own your shit, dude. I cannot yeah. – Fuck. This this pissed me off. I'm not kidding. You can tell I'm getting heated. I'm getting hot. I know. It, yeah, this whole part's really bad. So he's yelling. He's like, you think I haven't given you a chance? Casey, that is late. I've needed that for so many fucking years. He's also cussing at me on national television as yeah, well. Yeah, when he cursed too. But also, I, why didn't you walk away before the experience? I, again, right? I keep going in. But it's like, what do you mean it's too late? Okay, it wasn't too late a month ago when you It wasn't too late the, the day we said goodbye to each other exactly. and kissed goodbye on the island. Where was this then? It wasn't too late a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. Like, what are you yeah. saying? Ugh. Yeah, just the gaslighting is so crazy. Yep. It's like, the, I've needed that for so many fucking years. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I've needed that. You couldn't give it to me. I literally wrote on my notes. He's just rewriting history. And right now he's, this is gaslighting. He's making me doubt my reality and what is really happening because now I'm in my head and I'm like, oh my God, like, I can't believe I've treated him that way. I can't believe I've done that. Like, I can't believe I've made him feel this way. Yeah. And I feel like that's why I don't know. Obviously I don't know what was said when this aired on like Twitter or Reddit or any other social media forum, but 
like you were agreeing with what he was saying because he was like gaslighting you and he was literally twisting your reality. But do you think that's maybe why people were like, okay, Casey's admitting that she was at fault. So he's justified in saying all this because I'm over here like, fuck him. Like I know. Cause you've, cause you've experienced this kind of relationship before. So that was a really big disconnect with viewers in the show. What I experienced is people that have been in abusive relationships and have experienced gaslighting and they saw it so clearly. They they watched it and they were like, holy shit, like this poor girl, like she's yeah. in an abusive relationship. He's gaslighting the fuck out of her right now. Like this is so sad. Like mm-hmm. the way that she's blaming herself, like anyone that's experienced any sort of abusive relationship immediately recognized it and was like, the fact that they put this on national television is so insane and so disrespectful and like not okay what they're doing. Yeah anyone that hasn't experienced an abusive relationship and hasn't seen gaslighting or experienced it all were on Evan's side and were like, she's the problem. She's admitting it. She can't even cry. And it's all the people that like have never experienced this, which honestly, if you haven't experienced this or your loved ones have never, like you're very lucky. Like it's good that you don't recognize this because Mm -hmm. it's like a devastating thing that's fucking happening. This is full blown gaslighting on national television. Like, to a T like this should be like studied in like psychology classes (laughs) like straight up you know what I think is interesting too I think that because like this generation and like society today is very like pro mental health like going to therapy um like being able to point out and people definitely overuse and abuse the terms but being able to point out like gaslighting or like narcissists or like whatever I think that that when people rewatch, and I I mean you can speak for yourself here but this is just like what I would assume is when people nowadays watch your season who haven't seen it before at all are probably more pro Casey than they are pro Evan because it's so much it's it's more talked about now it's like people can't realize now exactly what he's doing Mm -hmm. even if they've never seen the show or haven't yep. been through it because it's just a different time, which I think is really cool because it's yeah. like a lot of people didn't know that that was a thing. No. So this was still, yeah, you just made a really good point. This was still 2018 and like talking yeah. about mental health and these type of like relationships and abuse and stuff, it was starting to kind of start, but it wasn't the way it is today where people okay. are very open and like tell their stories and tell their truth. It wasn't like that then. So this was kind of the first dose that people like got, you know, on in such like a yeah. public way. And a lot of people didn't understand it if they haven't experienced it. And right. now today, like even people that have never seen my YouTube videos, never seen Morgan's YouTube videos, they don't know the whole truth of Evan, but they just watch the show. I never get hate anymore, ever. Like literally yeah. I never get a hate DM. It's always like, you deserve so much better. Yeah. Like he's, a, it's so clear what he was doing. Like, Everyone sees right through it because exactly what you said, like these type of situations are so talked about now. So now when people watch the show, it's very, very clear what's happening. Yeah. 
Okay. So my next note, I just, I wrote, can we talk about how I'm letting this man speak to me right now? Because today, like this could never be me. I would never allow a man to talk mm-hmm. to me like this. I would be jumping down. Oh yeah. I'd be like, you better throat. shut the fuck up real quick. <laughs> like I'm definitely like turned over a new leaf in a sense where like I'm more sensitive and emotional, but like do not get it twisted. Yeah. Do no, not no, no. talk that to me That will never way. change. If you're sitting across from me and you're talking to me a certain type of way honestly Casey and I'm not I'm not against violence I really was surprised a lot of people were surprised didn't I didn't give him the put my hands on him smack yeah yep. no that's actually um and I don't I condone get, violence PSA no me either I'm not saying but <laughs> me either but like I had a lot of people reach out to me that they were like, dude, the fact that you did not put your hands on this man, like I would, I, people would have had to carry me out. Like even like Chrissy Teigen, she even tweeted like about this situation and me and Evan and was like, yo, like I, yeah, no, Chrissy Teigen straight up tweeted about me and Evan and it like went viral on Twitter because even she was like, I, I would throw hands. Like there's no fucking way that a guy would talk to me like that. Like this is crazy. Yeah. So I just had to put that note because I just watching myself in this moment, this is just like, I couldn't never like any, no man in my life. I would never allow a man in my life to, I would never allow a man that would speak like this in my life anyways. You know what I mean? Like it just wouldn't ever happen. So they would get cut out before it got there. Before it ever got there. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. I just would weed those guys out real quick. Like absolutely not. So then I'm just, I say, I know, but I'm telling you, I'm going to do it. And this, at this point, I'm starting to realize I'm fucked that he's like staying, sticking to his guns. Right. And he's shaking his head. No, no. And then I say, so you're going to break all of your promises. Tell your family that you left me here. Everything that you promised me, that my heart and my soul is safe with you, that you'll never leave me. I'm here forever. How could you do this to me? And I'm just panic, panic mode, full blown panic. He's shaking his head, won't look at me. He says my name a few times to kind of calm me down. Again, I'm full-blown panicking, hands over my mouth. Shit's, yeah, shit's starting to get really bad. Which honestly, again, I have a great relationship with production. And like, I know what I signed up for. And I, I have no regrets, you know? Like, I knew that this was a possibility. I'm very like self-aware. But at the same time, it's like when production was watching this, I, anyone with half a brain could see that like I I was not doing well. Yeah. And they let this go on for way too long. Like that's one problem I have yeah. with them. They, I mean, they were getting their views and their footage and I get it. Like you want an iconic reality television moment to blow season one out of the water and you fucking got it. Okay. Yeah. We're the reason why there's so many seasons now. Yeah. But at the same time, just like from a morale, like a morale standpoint, it's like you guys should have put a stop yeah, to this, you, you know? At some point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like this didn't need to go on as long as it went. He says, I'm not doing this to you. And then in my notes, I literally wrote, Can you explain what is, ha- what is happening, sir? Right. <laughs> like, like what? Mm, but you are doing it to me. Cause who else would you be doing it to? I don't understand. <laughs> Dude. And then I just keep saying how, and I, I tell him and I'm like pleading with him at this point, you're never going to see me again. He's just trying to make himself the hero by saying, I'm not going to rob you of another second. And then I say, you're not robbing me. I want to go home and fix this, trying to reassure him. He says, no, you've given me so many ultimatums, so much time. It's a timetable. You took them back the night before we got here. And he's screaming again. Yeah. 
And then I'm just trying to get myself together, make sense of it. And then I'm, I kind of got it together at this point. And I said, this is you being impulsive and not thinking straight Ev. And then he says, Mark spoke of lightning in a bottle when we got here. Do you remember through this process? I understand what he meant by that. You don't know when or where it's going to strike, but it struck me here on the island. And then I'm in shock and pissed again. You can tell by my face. Yeah. Yeah. And then he says, now I don't want you to think Morgan is some temptress who stole me away from you. Okay. I'm a man exercising free will and I stand by all of the actions I've committed and everything that I've said. And I know that in (laughs) what? Like, why are you going off script with like the free will and the temptress? Like, what are you even talking about? Like, we, and that's, that's irrelevant like, right now. I feel like Morgan might have told him, like, you know, make sure to you say stick that. up to me and like let Casey knows, like, I'm not a bad guy, so she like doesn't say anything bad about me. Like, that's the vibe I got because like, it was so why random. Are you, like, you are totally like taking a left turn. Like, what? Why are you talking about this? Like, a temptress. Yeah. Fucking free will. Like what? Yeah. I don't know. That, that was weird to me too. But the even weirder part to me is honestly just the balls that this man has and just like the delusion, Uh how he says, um, he stands by all of his actions. I've committed everything that I've said. And I know that in turn, it hurts the girl that I've nurtured, cared and loved for what feels like my entire life. I literally wrote my note, like, kill me, please. This is insane. Like, (laughs) like the fact that he actually is saying that as he's like literally cheating on me and living a double life. I'm just like, you've never nurtured for me. You've never cared about me. You've never loved me. No, dude, like, don't say that shit. Like, that's insane. Like you did none of those things. You abused me Mm -hmm. and left me a trauma fucking ridden mess. Okay. That part for real though just like so crazy the delusion how he just straight up lives in another fucking reality yeah and then i say i don't know who you are because facts yep i loved you with all my heart and soul which ew i I fucking i don't know how i believed that and then he says i loved you and then i'm begging again i'm gonna do what i need this goes on forever see what i mean like production needed to stop this this went on way too fucking long like it's yeah Way too long, dude. They were just getting their footage, man. They gave zero fucks. <laughs> so um, I say I'm going to do what I need to do. And I needed – and he said I needed you to do it years ago. What, like what the fuck? Does yeah, that even, where'd that year, come from? Like years ago you were a mess and I was being patient as hell. You were dropping out of college. You were going through trauma. Like it's just, again, the full-blown delusional right. like lived a different life. Yeah. I'm begging more – and I'm saying, I'm telling you, I'm going to do it. Please, please believe me. Please, Evan, I'm begging you. He says he needed this so long. And it's just more gaslighting, more begging, and it goes on forever. Yep. And then we're almost to the end, finally. He says, you know more than anyone what I've gone through. You know what's going on with me. Ugh. And you just let it go, and you still didn't care. I literally wrote in caps, what, with all caps. Like, I was yeah. the most loving, supportive, just, like, ride or die, like, getting him through some shit. That's what I mean. He, like, really pa- – like, he painted you in this bad light. Bad, but, horrible like, light. When I was like, nothing but so supportive and loving and understanding. But, like, anyone, again, like you said, who knows what he's doing, it's so obvious. But I will say, like, he really was, like, trying to upsell. I know. And that's what, like, I, I, I will never take away people's traumas because, like, we've all 
majority of people have like gone through like a significant trauma in their life, which is unfortunate. But at the end of the day, like you have to work on yourself. You can't keep using that as an excuse as as to the way, as for the way you treat people. You really can't. Like it's not fair to yourself. It's, but it's also not fair to the the people people that love you. you. Exactly. That love you that you're using to get over that or to fill that void. Like I just like for him to bring up what happened in his past, which no offense, like tragic, absolutely terrible, but it doesn't have anything to do with what you guys are talking about. He should have never brought that up. It was very irrelevant to the conversation. It was just a way to make you feel bad, to make the people watching feel bad for him and make you look bad. Because there was no reason for him to bring it up. You guys were not talking about it. I'm sorry. And it's just, it's so far from the truth. It's like, I've, I was like, so there for his family. Like I've held him through tears. Like I got him through so many dark things having to do with that situation. I mean, like ride or die. Okay. For this man. And he's on national television telling me you didn't care for years. No. That makes me sick. Like, are you insane right now? And then he just says Mark and he's dead serious. And at this point, I'm really freaking out now because it's starting to hit me that this is like really happening. Evan has his head down. I'm saying please over and over again. And Mark is at this point, he's just trying to get a hold of things. Okay. Because it's like, it's spiraled out of control. I do. I do like one of the things that Mark says. Same. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think we're about to get into it. And I was like, you know what? The way that like things have played out, Mark kind of predicted the future. Like, it's like, yeah, it was like unfortunate timing of that quote, but like also I, I do love it. So I'm like, yeah, right. it's, it's so true. And it's you can't so see fucking it in the true. moment, but it really is so true. No, it was weird because watching it today, when I saw him say that quote, I was like, damn, like here I am four years later and this shit is so true. <laughs> like, this is like yep. my reality now. <laughs> so wild. Yep. Yep. So he says, Casey, cause he's trying to calm me down. I know this is your worst nightmare, but I need to tell you something. I need you to know that I know that you're going to be okay on the other end of this and that your future is something that you don't even know could be far greater than what you're fighting for now. And then um, I say he's not getting that I've made a serious change and the market's stern with me. And he says, sometimes when we, when we make changes, it's for the next relationship. Love everything about it because honestly, I facts. love that. I know it's facts. so true though because I feel like it's like you're not with the right person until you are your full like whole self, and yeah. like you go through different relationships to get to the one that is supposed to be yes your final one. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah, Ugh. and like I just in that moment like. In this moment, after the Escalade and after I go back to the hotel, it really hit me where I was like, this is like a make it or break it moment for me. Like, this is a moment I knew like inside my soul where it was like I had two choices. This could either absolutely destroy my life where I was never going to be okay and I was like going to be a mess forever and might not even fucking survive this or B... I was going to like fight like hell and do whatever I needed to do to get healthy, like mentally, 
physically, emotionally, figure out who I am, what I want, become the absolute best version of myself and someday be with someone that like deserves the best version of myself, you know? And I was just like balls to the wall. I'm doing choice B. Like I will not let this fucking destroy me. Absolutely the fuck not. And I've just, I've never had a decision like that ever. And it was like yeah. very, I was like, Casey, like, this is a moment, like you have to make a choice. Like it was a this is going to kill you or this is going to yes. make you. And I was like, yeah. fuck everyone. I'm, this is going to make me yep. period. Turning point in your life for sure. So I'm just still, God, I'm, I'm annoying the shit out of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I'm I telling just, what I was just gonna say like I need to know what was going through your mind when like Mark was like trying to talk to you and you were I just was, like completely disregarding because I was annoyed as fuck I was like dude like are you joking right now <laughs> oh you're, you're trying to act like this is fucking normal like, but, like you're honestly, out of your goddamn mind like it was low-key iconic like you literally <laughs> were like this so anyway <laughs> I was like, dude, you literally were like, I'm going to do my own fucking thing. I don't care. See, that's like the best and worst quality about me. But the last like four years I've learned, I've learned how to like hone that into like a very positive thing. And I definitely don't, Mm -hmm. I would never, ever act like this or beg like this for anyone over my fucking dead body ever again. So (laughs) it's definitely that strong willed side of me. It's, It's a blessing and a curse. Yes. So I'm telling him and Mark, I don't want anyone else. Mark is telling me it's over and my time on the island is over. And this is when I knew this is, I remember this part very vividly. I knew I had to get the fuck out of there because I was like, I'm going to snap. Like, I'm really about to fucking lose my goddamn shit. Like, and I was like, I need to get out of here like immediately. So that's when I kind of, my demeanor changes again and my arms are crossed. And I look at Evan and I say, this is wrong. This Mm -hmm. is wrong. Mark tries to put his hand out to me and I'll never forget this. I say, no, I don't want anyone touching to me. And I book it to the escalate it. And I will say, I look good doing it again. My whole look, the blue dress, I look good flying away. And people were freaking out. People were chasing me. I could hear PAs and production like camera, camera. And they're like, people with cameras are chasing me down the thing to like get the shot because I didn't wait for them to tell me to leave. Like I was like, I'm fucking getting the fuck out of here. Mm -hmm. You either get the shot or you don't, you got one chance. You better book it because I'm getting in the goddamn escalade. Oh my gosh. It was a scene. Like people were chasing me with cameras and it was chaos. I like need to know the tea with Mark, but I can't remember if like that's a question I have for later. Yeah, you do. Okay, I'll see you then. And then, so when I'm booking it to the Escalade, Evan is putting his head down, again, pretending to be the victim. I turn around and I say loudly, Evan, this, I'm not saying Ev anymore. I'm Mm -mm. saying his full name. No more nickname. No more nickname for this motherfucker. (laughs) Like, Evan, this is wrong. And I look back angry again, don't say anything. And he's pissed staring he me looks down evil he looks evil as fuck right and he's like, like it's scary. too like, little too to be, late i'm like not trying to be rude but like he really looks like dude scary. Like, i paused evil. i paused on the way his look he's literally has his head down and his eyes like up in his head staring at me i'm like dude you are so fucking scary like yeah good riddance man this not was like good. honestly such a blessing in disguise yeah. Oh my God. What the hell? Of course it was. <laughs> like this is like oh the best God. thing that ever happened. Yes. Like, honestly. Absolutely. So then I'm 
I get into the Escalade and I'm, this is when I'm starting to break. Okay. I'm fighting tears. I'm holding my mouth. I say, Oh my God. And right now I'm this is like full blown numb and in shock. And before the Escalade drives away, Andreas gets into the Escalade with me to start talking to me Uh because he wants to get my reaction. He like hops in and then he's like, you guys go. Yeah. And I remember like, He's like looking at me because me and him were close and he knew that I could be vulnerable with him. He's like, Casey, I just need you to tell me what you're feeling right now. And I kept telling him, I was like, I don't feel anything. Like I can't, like, I don't know. Like I can't feel anything. He's like, just talk to me. Like I'm your friend. I'm going to get emotional talking about it. And I couldn't like get anything out, like no emotion. And then all of a sudden he got through to me and it was the floodgates freaking opened and it was full blown anxiety attack. Like tears streaming down my face. Like I went into like a full, all of it came out. Everything I was holding in for this whole bonfire like this Escalade ride was fucking crazy. Like even Andreas, like later after filming and stuff, he even said like, I'll never forget that moment. He's like, I've never experienced a moment like that in any show I've ever worked on ever. He's like, that was some like deep traumatic shit that me and you went through in that Escalade that no one will ever understand. No, I bet. I mean, it's good to get that out though. It would be weird if you cry, like no offense. No, it would be bizarre. (laughs) So Andreas jumps in. He's trying to get me to process what's happening because I'm numb. And then when I start crying after, oh yeah, I just said I start crying after like Andreas broke through my shock. And I say, no, this is crazy. He says that he's going to be with her. How is this real? No, like this is a joke. This has to be a joke. This honestly really has to be a joke. Am I ever going to see him again? I can't breathe at all. Like I'm having a full blown panic attack. And again, you guys just morale and empathy. This is something where it's like, I don't really, it made amazing television, but it's like production, man, you gotta be a special kind of fucked up to film someone having a full blown panic attack like this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like halfway through, like ask if like you're okay. (laughs) Dude, no, no one, no, they just let it, no dude, nope. Just let it go, man. Oh my gosh. So then the infamous line turned into a meme. I say, I put my hands on my face. How is this happening? Yes. And then this is so sad. My eyes keep getting really big and I keep like looking out the windows. Oh, I know you were looking out the windows a lot. It was. It's so fucked up, dude. (laughs) And then I. What? It was sad though. Like I really felt for you. Yeah, this whole thing was really weird. I just can't believe I'm so okay watching it. That's the weird part. Because you're finally healed. Yeah. No, this is definitely proof that I'm healed. Like, because there's no way I would be able to watch this if I wasn't, let alone talk about it like this. This is nuts. So then I say he's my best friend. I'm losing my best friend in the whole world. Tears are streaming down my face. And then I say he was my home. I lost my home. Oh, my God. I hate this. He's not your home. He's a fucking monster. My best friend. But I don't understand how he could do this to me. Like he promised. He looked me in my eyes and he told me there's no way that he could do this to me, that he would never blindside me again ever. And I came here to fix this fix us he just gave up on me and threw our whole life away and the necklace that I'm playing with in my hand so while I'm filming you guys that was a choker I was wearing but I was having such a bad panic attack and I couldn't breathe I kept trying to get it off of me and I literally was like Andreas like I need this off of me and I ripped it off my neck and that's why it's in my hands and I'm playing with it because I couldn't breathe with it on my neck wow holy shit yeah dude um and again, these are just all those nervous tendencies that I haven't done in years that I've like right. completely forgot about. 
And then I just end it with, he threw our whole life away for someone he doesn't even know. And mascara is just running down <laughs> my face. Now, I have a question for you. Where yeah. did the Escalade take you? You so, don't have to like, get too into it if you don't want, but like, I'm just curious, like, what, because you and I clearly had different outcomes. Like, yeah. what was you, the rest of your night? Okay, so while I'm having that whole breakdown in the Escalade with Andreas, they're just kind of driving around the neighborhood that the Mountain Villa was in. So they're just driving around this neighborhood for a while. It was like 15, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then after that, the Escalade pulled up um, on top of the hill above the Mountain Villa where like production was all set up and they put me in a van. And then then as soon as I got into the van, the psychiatrist got into the van because when he because the psych was like watching the whole thing go down and when he saw me run off he ran after me because he knew he's like she's not okay you guys like she I need to talk to her like she's not okay like this is a real like mental health emergency happening right now like fuck the tv show like I need to go talk to her but then I was filming in the escalade so he was waiting for me so they put me in the van and then the, the psych got into the van with me and we talked in that fucking van two and a half hours Wow. Two and a half hours. He like calms me down. He was just like, he's like, I like legally can't get into like Evan's like psych profile, but he's like, I just need you to know. This is like a very like short little summary of everything we talked about. But at the end of the day, he basically was just like, I need you to know that one day you're going to realize this is the absolute best thing to ever happen to you. He's going to do this to every single person he's with. And like, thank God you're out of it. He's like, he just saved your life, like straight up. So after that, like after I talked with the psych for a few hours, I was actually feeling a lot better. I was back to like numb, but I was also done with Evan at this point. I was like, light switch Mm -hmm. off, like, fuck you, want nothing to do with you after I talked with the psych. Okay, so then they pan back to what's going on with Evan. He's holding his hair... And he's saying it's not for it's not for me, it's for us, so that she can have a life. I'm not going to take any more time from that girl, no matter how much we love each other. I'm not the one for her. Oh. And honestly, I'm kind of glad he said that because it's all facts, dude. Like, yes, but he wasn't meaning it in a fact. No, way. He no. Was like, he let me look noble. Yeah, he was using it to be like noble Prince Charming, the hero of the show. But I'm just saying now in hindsight, like four years later, it's like, thank you, Evan. Like, honestly, like what you did that day. Yeah, it was horrible. It was traumatic. And it's been a pretty big defining moment in my life. But like, I wouldn't be who I am today. I wouldn't have the life that I have. I wouldn't have the friends and the people that are in my life. Like I have an entirely new amazing life and I'm thankful every fucking day that he has no part in it (laughs) you know absolutely it's just the best thing ever happened to me and so and I genuinely like I'm thankful that he fucked this yes did all this shit (laughs) yeah Mark asks him what he's feeling he has zero regrets except maybe the video message he says but I just couldn't fathom saying what I needed to say in 30 seconds and so I couldn't send it But he stands by everything else. And then he says, this is so fucking corny. He doesn't know how to go 80 or 90. I have to give everything 100% as in like going all in with Morgan. Jesus. And then he's like, I can't just sit back and let things happen anymore. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be proactive. She's amazing. She's my best friend. I just lost my best friend. And he's trying to do the whole fake tears. Yeah. like. And then Mark said, 
Yeah, right. Why don't you try giving then 100% Mark- to your girlfriends? <laughs> how about that? Oh, God. Plus, it's just knowing how things played out. It's just like the fact that he's saying all this stuff about Morgan. Like she's the one and like she's going to change him. And it's like we all know how he treated her pretty much from day one. It's like, dude, you're literally full of shit. Like everything that comes out of your mouth is a lie. Yeah. Like he never treated Morgan well. I I believe it. He seems – I can't see him treating anyone well, honestly. Yeah. So Mark says, let's turn the page. Now it's, now it's Morgan's time to shine. So, and I just, in my notes, I put the way he's trying to act like a hero is insane. The, oh my God. <laughs> this whole thing. So Mark's telling him how that many girls found him attractive and complimenting how he was the first to find a connection and never wavered. I thought that was weird as fuck that and Mark that was like complimenting that. That means yeah, it's true and love. And that means it's true love. Okay. Look at like Kendall from my season. Yeah. Who had a connection with two girls, had a threesome. Like, is that true love? He did. It's like, dude, he (laughs) went on there, lied to the world, cheated, and like embarrassed his girlfriend. And Mark's like complimenting him. I thought that was weird. And then Mark asks him if he's ready to see Morgan. He says, oh, please. And then he walks around the corner and she's sitting there and he says, oh, look at you. Thank God you're still here. She says hi. She's super smiley. They do big hug. They're holding on for a long time. He says that he told her he would do this. He kisses her. They're making out a lot. Morgan's super happy. <coughs> yeah, all they're doing is making out, and that's how you can tell it's just a surface level relationship. They didn't yeah. even speak. They didn't really like, talk that much weird. at all. Like it was so weird. But I mean, I feel like all their conversations were the same every yeah. single episode. Like, and now you guys are face to face. Like it, it was just like, I don't know. Yeah. So she's in the confessional. She says that she had a billion doubts tonight that Evan wasn't going to be with her tonight. He's actually sticking to this and he knows what he wants and she loves that. And then Evan just cringe as usual. He's like, are you taken? Oh my God. I know. Trying to like ask her to be his girlfriend. He tells her he loves her. Mm. He literally says, I love you. And then he says, I know it's crazy. It's so fast. But when you're in it, you just know. And this is the thing, you guys. He's full-blown love bombing her. But he's so good at what he does because he acknowledges that it's really fast. You know? It's like he acknowledges like it's really fast. Like this isn't normal because he wants to make her feel at ease because this isn't fucking normal. Yeah. He's so good at what he does. I Honestly, give him props, man. It's like a fucking art form. (laughs) She says that she loves him too. And then he says, I never thought in my wildest dreams that I'd be leaving. I mean, look at this girl. It's so much more than I ever wanted. And then him and Morgan, they just can't stop saying how happy she is. There's more kissing. They get in the Escalade, making out, making out, making out. (laughs) Lots of making out. Truly. And then he says, Morgan makes me feel things I wanted to feel with Casey but never had. And I know it's so fast. He keeps saying it's so fast because he's trying to address it because he's trying to he make everyone to feel like at he, ease. And he wants it to not look as bad. Like, exactly. It's probably like everyone's thinking it's so yeah. fast. So he's like, I need to keep saying I need like, to acknowledge it I so know. people think yeah. I know. Like, yeah. This time it's different. Like I know it's fast, but like this time it's different. Like this is different. This is real. Like no. Yeah. He says, I know it's so fast, but you don't get to choose who you fall for. And then they're asking where the hotel is. And then and then he says, Morgan has awakened something inside of me and she will make me the man I've always wanted to be. I'm so happy. I'm so pumped. And then I just have questions because it's like 
Evan. Like, if anyone's watched Morgan's YouTube videos, you know that their relationship was literally a shit show, basically, from the second filming stopped. I bet. So it's like, if you really believed that, like, she was going to make you the man that you always wanted to be and you're so happy, why the fuck did you treat her, like, dirt day fucking one? I think what it really was is that she was someone new. She was different. She was, um, like, like, I don't know. We talked about this in, um... In like our some of our earlier episodes, like I think it was more just like an infatuation because she was different or, or yeah. new, I should say new. You know what I mean? And it was the thrill of like of having someone new in her, his face. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's just so weird because it's like I watched him say that, and just knowing how he treated her and cheated on her and took her all of her money and mm-hmm. left her in Virginia. I'm just like, dude, you treated this girl that was going to change you into being a better man and who gave you clarity and made you so happy. You treated her. Honestly, from what she told me, it happened in such a short amount of time. He treated her worse and a lot quicker. <laughs> like he, well, yeah, he, he, he never kept her. it together. Like it was just so forced, but that's, it's like people like him like shed such a bad light on the guys who are actually like who have actually been through trauma and bullshit and are actually trying to be better but also like I I honestly feel for like like I don't know much about Morgan's like past dating history and stuff but like if you're having someone tell you like they love you but then are treating you a certain way no matter how old you are when this happens like you now have like this twisted concept and outlook on what love should look like and it sets you back when trying to date other people so now moving forward it's like if someone else tells me that they love me but I'm used to someone else saying it and not meaning it and doing this stuff like it fucks with you it does and then it's like there's guys out there there's people out there I'll say that really can fall quickly or do move fast but with good intentions but it just it's people like Evan who shed such a bad light where you never know what's real and what's not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, Ugh. it's my biggest thing is just like from this whole experience, I say it all the time, but it's just you have to listen to your gut because your yeah. gut is never wrong. Like if you have a gut feeling about someone, it's listen to it like a yeah. thousand percent. That's really what it comes down to. It's very simple, but it's easier said than done. Yeah. Easier said it's also than like, it's also like, is this my gut or is this like my anxiety <laughs> from like shit no, that's dude, happened? That's, that's what I've always told myself. But I feel like with guys that it's like right and who you should be with, even if you have like a, like you're nervous about it, it's mm-hmm. not the same gut feeling as you have with someone that's like a yeah. con artist. It's a different nervous feeling. I can't explain it, but it's different. Yeah. And you know, you can decipher. Yeah. A hundred percent. Okay, you guys. Holy fucking shit. So we're going to get into some questions really quick. Um, yes. All righty. Okay, you guys. So I apologize if that was really long, but that was one hell of a fucking bonfire. A lot fucking happened. <laughs> a lot happened. <laughs> a lot, but we knew it was going to be a two-parter. We knew, we knew it was. So now we're just going to fly through some questions that Aaron's going to ask me. These are questions that you guys have sent in. So yeah, let's just, we'll just fly through them really quick. All righty. 
Um, I'm just going to literally ask and have you answer and then ask another. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I I mean, if I have like an opinion, I'll give it, but like I'm more, this is like for the fans who really wanted to know. Who have their questions. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I'm sure when we do my season, it'll be the same. We'll do the exact same thing for you. Exactly. Let's do it. So let's start with this. If you could talk to the old Casey at the bonfire, what would you tell her? <laughs> I like this question. Honestly, I would just like reassure myself. God, I don't want to get emotional. Fuck. Like everything's going to be like not okay, but like so good. <laughs> like, you know, like yeah. for real. Like I'm like, girl, get your shit together. Stop begging. Like your life is going to be really fucking good you're gonna have a successful podcast you're gonna be so close with your family you're gonna look hotter than ever you're gonna like gain 20 pounds you're gonna be like the most mentally emotionally physically healthy you've ever been Uh you're gonna like know who you are what you want you're gonna be a catch like fuck this guy like this is a tiny little moment and it's gonna be the best thing to like ever happen I love that. I think that's right. great. Yeah. No, I right. couldn't have said it better myself. That's awesome. Yeah. A thousand percent. That's what I would say. Like, girl, you don't even know what you're in for. Your life is about to take the fuck off and you're about yeah. to be an inspiration to like literally women and men all over the world. And it's going to feel very rewarding and yeah. it's going to be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to get, it's going to be hard, but then it'll always get better. Um. Okay. So We'll stick with the bonfire theme immediately after the bonfire. Yeah. Did you have someone be with you or did you have to be alone? So I already said that I was in that van with the psych for like two and a half hours. After that, they had like um, my main PA that was with me the whole time. She actually drove me to McDonald's. We went through the McDonald's drive-thru. Oh, and then she went and got me a phone charger from um, Rite Aid. Yeah, Wait. she shouldn't have done that. So she went and got me a phone charger. And then she dropped me off at the hotel. I was by myself in the hotel. I put my McDonald's on the nightstand. Didn't touch it. Couldn't eat. Couldn't what drink did you it. Get? I got a plain hamburger, a medium fry, and a medium Coke. I drank the Coke. I drank the Coke, but I could not eat any food. It just sat on my nightstand and went bad. And then I talked about this in my YouTube videos, you guys. I will literally never forget this. I was so like numb and in shock and just like couldn't believe what happened. You know how like on E they play like movies late at night, just like over and over and over again. Uh I was literally sitting in this like queen size bed, like leaned up against the headboard, holding my knees to my chest, watching Talladega nights on repeat till like five in the morning, just numb. And I remember all of a sudden I realized that the sun was rising and I was like, oh my God, like I have to like get some sleep. Like I have to like film today. I have to fly back to LA. And I was like, damn, I really should like try to sleep. And it was like 545. And I was like, okay, I got to like get 40 minutes of sleep really quick. Wow. I was up all night, up against my headboard, holding my knees, watching Talladega oh, Nights. Oh my God. Great movie though. <laughs> Great movie. Except <laughs> it was so sad because that movie always cracks me up and I was just like numb, like didn't laugh once. It was just like, I w- yeah. it was just something on the screen, you know? Is it one of those things where it's like you can't watch it anymore? Now it's kind of fucked it up for me a little bit because every time I watch it, I'm like the that night in Maui, man, where my yep. life fell apart. Just Talladega Nights for like six oh hours gosh. till I realized the sun was rising. <laughs> like, 
but no, I still love that movie. But yeah, I'll never forget. Talladega Nights is my trauma movie for sure. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, I was alone. So who was the first person you called when you finally got your phone uh, back? And how did that conversation go? So when I got my phone back, I was actually one of the last people to get my phone. I think when I did get my phone, when I shouldn't have gotten it, I had texted Evan's brother that that basically I was just like, it didn't go well. I need you to get all of Evan's shit out of the fucking house before I get wow, home. Like you need to move him out. So his family knew from that text and then they were like in a panic because they were like, what the fuck went down? Like, what does she mean? Because his brother was watching our house and our animals. So, but I didn't talk to him. The first person I really talked to was I finally got my phone back because I was the last person filming. So I got it back much later than everyone else in the cast. So by the time I got my phone back, like everyone already had my phone number. I was like in group chats. My phone was just blowing up, just like calls and texts coming through. And at the top of the list, I, I saw one of my best friends, um, Samantha. And she basically was like, oh my gosh, I was just thinking of you, wondering if you're still filming. And I and her fiance now happens to be frat boys with Evan. So she was just, it worked out that she was the person that asked how everything went. She was the first text I saw and it was just the floodgates open and me and her talked nonstop. And I actually kind of, I didn't live with her for the first three weeks, but she, I was over at her house a lot, spending the night a lot. Like me and her, she got me through some really crazy shit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Okay. Is there anything different you would say now at the bonfire that you didn't say then? These are some good questions. I know people did send in really good ones. Honestly, I just, I wouldn't have said, I would have ended it a lot quicker. I wouldn't, I would have done everything different. You guys, like if I'm being totally honest, like I would have not begged. I would have not wanted to go home with him. I would have not kept my promise. I pretty much would have changed everything about it. But at the same time, if, if things didn't play out the way that they played out, like I wouldn't be, it's so weird for me to say this, but like, I wouldn't be like an inspiration. I wouldn't be someone that like, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Like I wouldn't have the followers or the fans and I wouldn't have all of you guys supporting me and I wouldn't be changing people's lives. It's like it had to happen so that I could be where I'm at today, Uh you know? Yeah. And I feel like it would have happened with or without the show. And thank God it happened on the show because it shaped my life into what it is today. You know, like if it didn't happen on the show, I probably would just be a mentally ill train wreck mentally, you know mentally ill but cute train mentally wreck. ill and cute train wreck <laughs> but this way it's like I was forced to I was forced to really go balls to the wall and make something of myself yeah because of what happens what is the phrase like diamonds are formed under pressure <laughs> wait actually facts <laughs> that's a good I'm one so 40. I'm, so, oh, I'm delusional okay mental health is so crucial can you let us can you let us into yours after the final bonfire? Okay, so a lot of these questions are about the bonfire. Yeah, and a plus well, I feel like I already went into a lot of detail yeah. with that. You guys like I really the only thing is is what you guys are seeing on the show, like if you don't understand it like the fake tears and like how I was reacting and how I was blaming myself, I'm in like 
that's um I was having like a mental health crisis like I yeah. can't really like stress that enough like what you guys are witnessing is like a panic attack I'm not in a good healthy place like everyone was very worried about me even after the show like producers like top execs were like calling me to literally make sure trigger warning I didn't like unalive myself okay Mm -hmm. they were hooking me up with psychiatrists to like talk to me on the phone talk to me on person in person for free because it was really really bad like we're like joking and laughing and like I'm I'm glad that we can like joke and laugh about it but it was a really fucking serious mental health situation that happened (laughs) like and I can't really say lightly enough which actually that kind of let's go into the Morgan and Evan bullying question now that I just oh okay I was gonna say I I was gonna save that juicy one for last but let's get into it I was gonna say it talking about how it was a mental health crisis and then going into them it makes sense to talk about it now it does make sense yes okay so can you address the gnarly cyberbullying post show by Evan and Morgan their IG lives etc Guys, these are literal questions that we have screenshots of that were sent in. So nothing- yeah, we did not. We no. did not. No, no, we have proof and- if anyone needs it. Okay, and- it's not from us. Like I am literally reading them off of the screen, and like some of them I'm seeing for the first time. So that's why it's like I'm like stuttering or like reading it weird because they literally are sent in questions, which we yeah. appreciate. So thank you guys. But yeah, go ahead, Case. So. Honestly, when I wrapped up the show, you guys, I really wanted like nothing to do with Evan. I never texted him. I never called him. He was done dead to me. Okay. If you watch my YouTube videos, you'll know that he started blowing up my phone. He was wishing me happy birthday. He was like begging his family to convince me to let him come over. It was a whole thing. So I was always from day one, and I stand by this, I was always very respectful of her, their relationship. I always like said, I wish, I hope it's the real deal. I hope that they're really in love. Every live I did, every tweet, I was always supportive and just like, yeah, I got my heart broken, but I wish them the best. I wish her the best, no ill will. And I was always above it and always came from a genuine place. The amount of bullying that I got from these two individuals for literally doing nothing but wishing them the best and hoping that this is the real deal and that they get married and have a happily ever after. It was so out of pocket and so insane. And I hope to this day they're still ashamed of themselves because it's so fucking embarrassing and so not okay the way that they acted. Mm -hmm. These two could not keep my name out of their mouth. Every single live that they did was just talking shit about me, talking about my mental health. I'm crazy. I'm suicidal. I mean, they could not stop talking about me when I was nothing but kind. And I stand by this. There's not one thing that Morgan can say that I ever did that was bad to her besides tell the truth, okay, about her actions. And then why would you bully? Like, why would you bully someone about like she wouldn't stop suicidal? Like Plus, that, that is so messed up on all levels. Like, mm, Plus, it's just like for them, it's just I didn't understand it because it's like I, I don't text this man. I don't DM this man. I don't even follow him. Like it's not like I was trying to get him back. I was peacefully leaving them alone and like living my own fucking life. And these two were relentless to the point that I mm-hmm. literally was going to sue them for character defamation. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like it was that, it was that level. Like they just wouldn't fucking stop. 
And the one thing that really blew my mind that I found out from numerous people is they had a big viewing party for the finale and a ton of people were at it. Some of my friends, um, lots of production and Evan and Morgan were there. And I'm literally having like a, like I just said, mental health crisis on national television. Morgan and Evan at this party and more than one person has told me this. It's like, it's like five or six people have told me this that they were making fun of me at this party in oh. front of everyone the entire time. <laughs> the entire time. We grow up though also. Like y'all are happy in your relationship. Like why am I such a doctor? Be, exactly. You shouldn't be <laughs> talking about Casey. Like I just yeah. don't get it. Making like, fun of someone having like literally a full mental fucking breakdown on national television. It just, for me, it's so bizarre because like if I was in Morgan's shoes, number one, I would never treat anyone the way that she treated me ever in a million years. And that's why people, it it really pisses me off when people are like, why aren't you and Morgan friends? Like, why don't you support each other? You've been through the same thing. It's like, no, fuck off with that shit. I don't want to, would you be fucking cool with a girl that did this? Like, I don't even, I don't even care about her taking my boyfriend, quote unquote. Would you be cool with a girl that cyber bullied the fuck out of you online for a year? Okay. Body shamed you, talked about your mental health to strangers on the internet all over the fucking world for a year. And then as soon as her life blows up, comes to you for sympathy, tries to use you for clout to get sympathy from everyone who hates you because of what you did. And then repeatedly lie to me and make me look like the bad guy again. Yeah. Dude, I just fuck off. Like, I just feel like just because you guys went through or dated, me and her are not the same, and we'll never be the same. But also, just because you dated the same person and the outcome was similar, doesn't mean you need to be friends. Like it, that's not how it works. Like no, dude, I'm not friends. I, I like that's weird. And another thing too, I just feel like it's like I don't know. Maybe I'm just too. Actually, no. This is a boundary that I've set and a standard I have, but like. If I'm dating you, I don't want to hear about your ex. We're not talking about her. We're not making fun of her. I don't want to see what she looks like. Yeah. I don't want to know her name. I don't yeah. give a shit. And I, I swear to God, hand hand to God, that is the truth. No, like, I know. I I'm do just not saying. want to know her name. I don't know, want to know what she looks like. So you, we're not going to be sitting here Googling the bitch making fun of her, talking about her. I'm not going to shit on her. I don't Body shaming me, making skeleton memes. Like, that's what's weird to me, that it's like if you two are dating and you're happy, like why are you talking about your ex-girlfriend? And why are you talking about your boyfriend's ex-girlfriend? That is so strange to me. Relentlessly for a year. Oh so God. that's why it's like everyone, like if you DM me and you're wondering why me and Morgan aren't cool, like you guys, would you be cool? with someone that body shamed you and bullied you for an entire fucking year and then used you for clout to get sympathy from Instagram followers. No, you fucking wouldn't. So let me live. I wish her the best. I don't wish her ill will, but she's not for me. And I have a pretty fucking good reason for why I don't like her and why I don't fuck with her. And then the other thing that just blows my mind about her and it just shows her true character. Honestly, if I was in her shoes and I was at a party and the person that I'm now with and engaged to is making fun of his girl, his ex-girlfriend who he's with for 10 years, who's having a mental health crisis. And he's making fun of her in front of a crowd of people. I would look at him and be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, yeah. that is not okay. Like, I get your together or we're done. But again. But she laughs it, with him. No, but again, same thing. I would be looking at him like, why are you still pressed on this girl? 
I don't care if you're talking shit on her. Don't talk about her at all. I don't want to hear that. Like, I don't care how relevant the situation was because of the show or whatever. Like, you, they should have been like, when we leave this island, like, we're moving on and we're starting our own life together. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, this yes. shit, that, it's just so Cause crazy. Because that's where I was at. I was, yeah. like, really genuinely, like, I wish it's real. I wish they – I hope they get married. I hope it's legit. I hope he's changed. I wish them the best. And, no, man, these two were, like, they wanted – they were on a mission to make my life a living hell, period. Oh, my God. So, yeah, you guys, you're all wondering why I don't fuck with Morgan. That's why. And I hope everyone can respect it now and we can all move on and accept (laughs) that that's never going to fucking happen. Okay. Solidified nail in the coffin. It ain't happening. Yeah, never. Um, All right. With that being said, I feel like we only have a couple more questions. Um, We have a lot, by the way. Casey got a lot, a lot of responses from her stories. The good ones. Yeah. And a lot of them are like repetitive. They kind of cover the same things. But. Um, can we get an update on your life now? Who are you in touch with from your season and just general life update? Dude, life is good, you guys. Honestly, I'm in like a really, like I said, when I watched this episode today, I before I started watching it, I was like nervous because I didn't know how I was going to act. And after I finished it, I was just like honestly really fucking happy because it finally just hit me like, like I really did it. Like my life is completely different. Like it's really wild. Like it's just good. I just have a really good support system and I have really good people in my life. I'm excited about my future. The podcast is like successful. I have opportunities coming in my emails on the reg. So it's just, things are really, really good. And I'm in a really good space and I'm actually really excited that we're talking about this one final time and I'm just excited for the next like chapter in my life. Cause it feels like this past four years was a very transitional phase where I was just like learning about myself and like just being single and learning like what I like and what I love and who I am and what I'm about. And now I'm just like ready for the next time. And it's it's really, it's a really good, happy feeling. So yeah, Uh things are good. Who I stay in touch with from the show. Um, I stay in touch with a few of the single guys just um, from my season, just as friends. And I, I'm very close with Nicole. She's coming to LA next week. I talk to Katie every now and then. And I'm actually really close with Sheldon. She was a single girl on my season. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of it from my season. I talk to people in other seasons, but kind of, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, what was the hardest thing for you to come to terms with about yourself after the experience? Um, that something was deeply, deeply wrong and not okay with me for me to, to be with someone for this long and to allow someone to treat me that way. I was like, I have a lot of shit that I got to work through and fix because I, yeah, something's wrong with me that I was in this situation. Yeah. You but know, sometimes need- you have to you have to be put in a situation that intense to realize that about yourself. Yeah. So that was a thing. I was like, I need to really like figure my shit out and like heal whatever the fuck is not okay inside of me that I was in this abusive situation for as long as I was, you know? Yeah. So that was really wild to come to terms with. Um, yeah. That's a good that's a good answer. Um okay, couple more. Watching back. How do you feel about Mark's response at the bonfire? This, and this is a comment, this is the one time he pissed me off, LOL. Honestly, again, Mark, 
I love him and he was in a really tough spot, you guys, because he didn't know the full story and stuff. But I'm not going to lie. It's a little bit disappointing because like Mark is sitting there and he sees that I'm not okay, And he sees this grown ass six foot six man yelling at me and cussing at me. And he did nothing and said nothing. And he's really drinking the Evan Kool-Aid. And honestly, to this day, I think he still kind of drinks the Evan Kool-Aid. So it's a little bit disappointing, honestly. Really? Yeah, like even on our podcast when we interviewed him, he said he still has like love for Evan. And in my mind, I'm like, this man abused me and you love him. <laughs> like, Ooh. you know, so yeah, I have mixed feelings on it. But at the same time, it's like Mark is in a tough spot because he he loves all of us and he cares about all of us and our stories. And so it's tough. But yeah, it's it's definitely a little disappointing to watch. But it was also the first season and it was a really intense situation. So it's like how. Ha- could he have handled it any better? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's tough. But yeah, yeah, I'm a little disappointed. My family doesn't really fuck with Mark, but that's about it. <laughs> well, yeah, it was the first season for the two of you, and you guys didn't really know each other. Like, you know, you were feeling each exactly. other out, figuring out what triggers one another, pushing, you know, what buttons do I push to get this reaction? So yeah, it's like, yeah. Was it intentional? Who knows? And I don't or- think. I don't think anyone was prepared for this type of situation to go down. You know what I mean? Like this was like a really fucking serious thing. And like, I don't think production, Mark, anybody was prepared and knew how to handle it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, All right. Last question, not to bring Morgan back up, but this was kind of a long one I got. I'm going to summarize it. But basically, um, Leah is wondering how – you had so much like empathy for Morgan when all this was happening. Like how did you rationalize like your feelings and the situation? And cause I feel like you. Like during filming when I was, was saying like, I feel bad yes, for her yes, and like yes, I was saying she's cute and stuff. She's, yes. Cause you, so, you literally at one point you said you were like, you know, I feel bad for the girl. He's He's going to do the same thing. So it's like you had, you actually showed remorse and empathy. Like how were yeah. you able to feel that way? Um, so before Morgan started bullying me online, (laughs) I, I genuinely, and this is like, it's coming from a very genuine, like pure place. Like I really, I had such empathy for her because I knew how bad the situation I was in was. And I, all I could think about was like, this girl has no idea what she just got herself into. And like, I just really was praying and hoping that he really changed and that he really did get clarity and like he was going to treat her well and was going to love her right and be everything that she deserves because if if he didn't really change I was like she's in for a fucking world of hell and how could you like how could any normal person not have empathy for someone that just signed up for like hell on earth (laughs) and doesn't even know it you know yeah so that's how I was able to separate it because I knew how bad the situation she just signed herself herself up for was. Uh-huh. And I could only sit back and just wish her the best and hope that I was wrong. Yeah. I mean, honestly, though, that's like pretty like honorable of you, though, because now that I think about it, you never you never talk poorly. Or I never really did about Morgan at all in your season. Never. And a lot of people would be like, 
you know, throw little like digs here and there at the person they see in like bonfire clips. Like I might've done it here and there too. Nothing malicious, but just like little daggers. It's natural, but no, like with you, it was very much like, well, you know, I hope he means what he's saying or else she's going to have a rude awakening. I was always worried for her and felt bad for her. And it was never, yeah, it was never, ever coming from a bad place. And that's why it's like, if people, if I get any hate for how much I just went off on her earlier in this pod, it's like, I know on everything that like this girl cannot say, I mean, I would pay someone a million dollars to give me something wrong and bad that I've done to Morgan. Right. Nothing. I've done nothing to this girl except wish her well, hope that this was a happily ever after and hope that it's real love and hope that she heals from everything that she's been through from this and her current relation. I've, I've wished her nothing but good things. I went out of my way. I've supported her. I was there for her during her time of need. And this girl has continued to lie and shit on me and bully me (laughs) for God knows what. Okay. It's just absurd. So that's why I don't fuck with her. And that's why now I'm a little more vocal on my real feelings for her. But until, until I found out the full speck of things, yeah, I, I genuinely really was worried for her and really, really felt bad for her. Wow. Good for you. (laughs) Good for you. Honestly, though, good for you. Um, all right. Well, that pretty much sums up all the questions we got or all the ones that we chose to um, answer. Thank you for everyone who sent in questions. What? No, it's just <laughs> wild episode, man. Oh, my God. You just had me nervous for a second. I was like, what? What happened? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. That was crazy long, but I feel like we unpacked. We everything. unpacked some shit. And now we can put this behind. It actually feels good, man. So now if you guys ever have any questions about this, you can listen to this podcast or you can watch my YouTube videos because I ain't talking about this shit no more. I'm enjoying this. Yeah, I'm enjoying this new chapter and my new life because I have a lot to look forward to. And I just I just want to tell you guys I love you all and just the support and the DMs I get every day. It's like unreal. I can't believe it's four years later and I'm still getting them. And you guys have made this like – God, I'm emotional again. You guys have made it possible for me to have the glow up that I had. Like if I didn't have all of you, I don't know if I'd be able to make it today, to today, the way that I am. Wow. That's amazing though. And that's super inspiring. Like seriously. And like, just to piggyback that seriously, like we appreciate every single one of you guys. And for the people who sent in questions for us to ask, we appreciate that. Like it goes to show that you guys are interested. You're listening every week. You care and you are checking in on us. And for this episode, Casey, and you're yeah. very curious to know how she's doing because you care. And um, if we shouted you out or if we read your comment, please let us know. Let yeah. us know if we answered your questions or if there's anything else you want us to answer. Um, in other episodes or next episode, please like we, we want to be able to um, just be connected with you guys. Cause you yeah. do mean a lot to us. No, like straight up. Like I'm not lying. Even my parents, you guys, like all the love that I get, like my parents are appreciative. Like you guys have made this whole journey and experience like so much easier with the love and support and just like it's wild so really thank you from me my mom my dad everyone oh 
And I think that's it, you guys. Sorry, this episode was crazy long and we went on a lot of tangents, mainly me, but I wanted to get it all out there. Tomorrow's episode is going to be much shorter, you guys. It's literally just going to be talking about Shari and Javen's amazing little reunion, their little engagement sitch, and our six-month recaps. So yep, much shorter, good times. Anything else that we got to say before I say the normal spiel? No, just love you guys. Thanks for being um, so in- – God, I was going to say intuitive. Is that the right word? I don't, I don't know if that's the right word. In tune? <laughs> in tune with us. I don't know, but everyone knows what we're trying to say. You guys, it's late over there and on the East Coast no, like, where Aaron's at. Like, this is what I mean when I say it's like everyone's like, oh, Casey, you're so good. Oh, <laughs> you talk so clear. Oh, and it's like I'm just trying my best. Like, <laughs> Stop. You're amazing. <laughs> You're amazing. You're the, said, you're the peanut butter to my jelly. intuitive. Okay. Never mind, guys. We love you. <laughs> okay, you guys. So the normal spiel. Please go follow us on Instagram at It's Tempting Pod. Please follow our personal Instagrams as well. If you have any questions, concerns, want to sponsor us, our email is it's temptingpod at gmail.com. The two main places to listen to us are Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Please leave five-star reviews. Please leave us a review. We love reading them. And I think that's it. Again, I just want to say one last time, I just thank you so much for the support, you guys. I'm glad that we're closing this chapter as a little TI, Team Casey family, Team It's Tempting Pod, Team Aaron. We're a little community. Love you all. And let's just... Get through this and start a new chapter. <laughs> uh, team on three. <laughs> Back on. Okay. Love you all. Bye. Love you guys. Bye.